All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Knee Slapping K-Pop Podcast. Woo! Woo! All right. It is your girl, Maria, and I'm here with the one, the only, Sammy. Hello. And it's just us two today. It's just us. Because I think uh, Kayla's busy doing something. Kayla's busy, and also I think that this this continues to be your little hey let's teach them about let's teach the world about old 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 k-pop yes older k-pop old Mm k-pop so uh kayla gets k-hip-hop she gets to get taught for four hours about k-hip-hop i get to have a discussion about something i know more (laughs) about which is old sm groups true uh, there was a few things Kayla was able to relate to in the hip-hop episode, though. A little hey, bit. I will have so much to relate to bit. here. You will. Kayla, weirdly, Kayla likes hip-hop more than I do. And Kayla doesn't like hip-hop. Which is, like, interesting. She likes light hip-hop. She likes hip-hop pop adjacent. I, that's about as far as I'll go. I, I like hip, like, I like in the realm of what Kayla likes, possibly a little bit less than she does. Like if had like for you if you were to listen to it it would have to be pop adjacent for sure yes 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 anyways anyway so you're wondering what is this episode today Maria well this is finally the second installment of uh, uh, what I started I think what was it last year or in 2020 whenever I did the first mixtape episode so this is our second mixtape episode finally uh, life kind of got in the way of the last one and then I decided to be ambitious I mean- and also do a. Uh, introduction to hip-hop episode to korean hip-hop it really just it i think it also just does continue us promising things on this podcast and and going eventually putting them out there takes us a little bit longer later. though takes us two years i was thinking do about it. doing this one earlier this year but then some things came up in a uh, personal life that kind of pushed this back and then i kind of thought about it. i'm like you know what screw it i'm gonna do both these groups in the same episode because they're both instrumental uh, well, actually, I'll get to the point. Hey. So, um, we're going to talk about the one, the only, the first two successful, at least successful idol groups in K-pop that both happen to come from the same company, now known as SM Entertainment, HOT and SES. HOT being the fir- the boy group that debuted first, and then SES following about a year afterwards. Yeah, uh, they're not the H-O-T only um, kind of being yeah. the first boy group. Well, not not Very. exactly being necessarily the first boy group. There have been idol a couple of prototypes, but these are the first idol like idol group. groups as we know I it in the formula. The first, that we know I would call them the first idol boy group. They are definitely probably. I wouldn't call because sure you can talk about your Sojigs and all of your other yeah. like more. I wouldn't call them idols. There are I a couple though. I will say, specific. Sammy, there is like one other group that debuted in two thousand. Actually, I would like to do an episode on those guys in the future, possibly with other, maybe with another group to talk about, but called NRG, NRG, that are like, came out the same year. to NRG. Yeah. I think the, the thing with it is that I think Idol is almost its own category of artist, that Mm. I do think that, can you be an Idol group with no training? I don't know if that's. You know, I think that we're at that point splitting hairs. Yeah, but, uh, but the energy group was more so not a group, but th- they have a kind of a more interesting and tragic story to them. But um, that that's a whole other episode that's another, for a whole other day. Well, that's another, some point well, in the future. <laughs> well, that's another fun thing about our podcast: uh, depressing stories about failed, failed, about failed boy groups or Please people who've lost members. Who that just came out ways. last month. 
or that that one had a member who had a very tragic death actually um uh. but uh he, and he was actually friends with one of the members of hot as well so All it's right. kind of like a it's one of those like a very unexpected death so uh -huh. but anyways that, that's a whole other story for another day we're talking about hot and ses um i wanted to do this again to get the people to know kind of older essentially the older korean music older k-pop specifically but also kind of like see because a lot of people i think at most that they're going to know about older k-pop it's usually up to second gen maybe they know a smidge about first gen that but go, that's about it i you think know? the oldest that a that a current k-pop fan will go might be to i think i consider like your first second gen group which is your tvxq yeah i think going back to first gen is uh extremely difficult because half the music videos kind of don't exist anymore and also it is just a different we'll discuss a bunch of different factors for it but um i think the the oldest and even now i think a lot of people don't go back to early tvxq i'd be surprised if most people even know tvxq used to be five people honestly like that is like there are a lot of k-pop fans that don't probably don't know that and that's why your idols get, and also that that is why your idols get paid. Yes, because of period. All that. It's because um, but of yeah. everything else. But yeah, but yeah. Most people don't go back this far, yeah. and if they do, it's one or two songs. Because like we're gonna get to when we actually talk about the mixtape you made, uh, you will even if you've never heard these groups, even if you've never heard these groups, you've seen a cover of these songs. You have. You have, You've especially seen a cover of for SES. I mean, there have been covers. No, and what do you mean by SES? I mean like single covers, like released digitally for streaming. Oh, released digital singles. There have yes, been HOT covers like, though as well. Their Candy performances has been covered by everyone and their mother. Yes. Everyone and their mother has covered Candy. You've seen at least. I would say five or six idol. Like, oh yeah, you, you specifically, you listening, have seen at least like four idol groups cover Candy. Oh yeah, I guarantee it. Oh yeah, yeah. But we will, we will now uh, get into it. First off, we're going to start with the boys because they debuted sooner. That's really why. Nothing, no we're favoritism. We're going chronologically. We're going chronologically. Um, they're not the first SM group, though. I will put that out there. That's, though, for another episode for another time in the future. <laughs> we will get to that. K-pop But is... they are the first group from SM. K-pop is its own... K-pop has its own, like, everything is both the first... The early things of K-pop is all gray areas. There's a it's lot of stuff happening. It's more evolution as opposed to this is when K-pop starts. All right, so for the first group of this episode, we're talking about H.O.T., a.k.a. High Five of Teenagers. I'm going to be honest with you. I never knew that that was an acronym. Also, that's not how acronyms work. SM really... SM and also a SM. lot of other K-pop groups I back in the like 90s. Acronyms, be, the house No, down. this used to be... You know how now it is just assortment of random letters... <laughs> And it still it and was an assortment of random letters in the but past. But no, 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 no. I'm talking like your T one four one nine. Oh god, like yeah. Your, uh, just also random misspelling of words like your Lapalises and Mire, like things like that. In second, Mire at least isn't that gen, terrible. <laughs> no, but it is also not a real word. True. Like just things that aren't words. Mm -hmm. These H O T is a word. 
high five of teenagers is technically a phrase, but very much I feel like we've lost a lot of the acronyms. The acronyms was a very first gen, second gen thing to do. Everything was an acronym. You could thank us. Everything was an acronym. Even into third gen, because BAP was still an acronym, BTS was still an acronym. Going into third gen, we still had acronyms. I feel like that uh, now in fourth gen, everything's like, it's not, no more acronyms, because I think everybody used to make fun of the acronyms. As we should have, these aren't how acronyms work. They're kind of corny. Um, It's more like you got the spirit, but... uh, You got the spirit, you just don't have the specifics. (laughs) No. But yeah, that that's H-O-T, High Five of Teenagers. I'll call them H-O-T, because High Five of Teenagers is a mouthful. It's awful. Um, yes, their fandom color is white. Their fandom name was White Angels, parallel. Uh, the members um, of the group, Moon Hee-Joon, or I'm just going to call him a Hee-Joon, Kanta, Tonyan, John Woo-Yuk, and E J Won. And Lee Jae-Won was If you've heard of anybody from this group, you've heard of Kanta. Yes. If you've heard of any, like, if... If you are not a old K-pop fan, also Moon Ji Moon Hee Joon, you've also maybe heard of if you're. You we know, will get to their individual lives <laughs> in this discussion. I have so many. I have a lot of opinions. <laughs> we will, we will on get his to the individual, individual life, um, activities considering of them. our also continual uh, thing of creepy men on this podcast. Oh boy, um, exposing I'm... creepy men. I do know that um I think Hejun, Tonyan, and Wuyuk, I think are the same or actually no. I think Hejun actually wait. I think Tonyan, Wuyuk, and Hejun are the same age. I think Kanta's a year younger. I think he was seventeen when they debuted. I think the other three were eighteen, and then EJ Wan was uh sixteen. So close in age, not too bad. Couple minors, but like Eh. Yeah, so they actually, they kept them young, but they weren't, like, ridiculously young. As a lot of K-pop fans learn, minors, consistently a thing in K-pop. Yeah. Always around, honestly. Always happening. Um, It's always been a thing. Uh, The big major ones in the Korean scene, uh, We Hate All Kinds of Violence, 1996, Wolf and Sheep, 1997, Resurrection, 1998, Ah, yeah, 1999, and our last one before this man, man, Outside Castle in 2000. There will be a couple other stuff. Or, or, sorry, at least one other stuff they put out that I know for sure that we'll talk about. But those are their big, notable albums that you can It's just find. interesting that this, um, a lot of people in K-pop currently will say that, like, oh, well, you know, K-pop groups don't last that long. They only last seven years. This group only lasted four. Yeah, like, the K-pop, K-pop groups in the very early days did not last that last, long in comparison well, to the Also considering the fact that, like, you... Again, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but hey, baby K-pop fans. Uh, in Korea, idol groups actually are not that... Res- most people don't care about idol groups. They are a niche product. Uh, it's like either 20-something-year-old women like them or, like, some teenagers do. Or some teenagers. Or they're if not, they're a like, girl group, then they're more broadly liked. But, like, on a they're basic They're more broadly... Eh, I wouldn't say broadly liked. Their songs are played on the radio and they're more of, like, a commercial thing as it, like as radio play would go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I well, say, but, like... They're it, still it, an idol. Kind of more still, like than But I'm saying Muslim. idol groups are not the top tier of Korean entertainer. No. They're not. They're not the top tier Korean entertainer. And that's now with K-pop at its global spectrum. Can you imagine being a K-pop idol in this scene that doesn't exist in the 1990s? 
No, like, it's like uncharted territory. You don't want like it's completely uncharted territory. I can also feel like it's the nineties. Like this didn't become what you thought. Maybe didn't become what you thought it would be. And so it only lasted four years. And not saying HOT was unsuccessful. HOT was extremely successful, but it did last only four years. Well, m- kind of more like five. But we'll get to it though. Five ish. Yeah, four five or five years. It's like, not yeah. the it's not the typical what you'd expect of an out group, which is now seven to probably longer, probably extended to like eight or nine. Usually. At least minimum for the most part seven, unless the company minimum just broke seven, unless they disband <laughs> early, and that's only because they usually because the company's longer. broke as fuck and they can't. Yeah. But anyways, uh, notable songs from these groups, I would say. Would have to be probably the Scent of Warriors, Candy, We Are the Future, Happiness, Hope, Aya, and Outside Castle. And keep in mind, these are the English trans... I think most of these are, like, English translated title tracks, so keep that in mind. Uh, yeah. Some... Um, in terms of ones that you've probably heard, the most common that are always covered that you've definitely heard... Every... Uh, Descent of Warriors, you've definitely heard. Candy, you've definitely heard. And I would say Happiness are probably the top three that are most covered. Yeah. Hope a I little bit say, lately, too, has become popped up here and there. Yeah, here and there. But I would say, like, especially a, a like, uh. And we are the future a little bit, too. A little bit, but I would say not as much as, especially Candy and Happiness. I feel like those are constantly being covered. Oh, yeah. True. It, it, especially when peep when uh, a lot of K-pop idols, if you ever hear a medley, like the K-pop idols are going through like a medley of old group of old songs, oftentimes either you'll end up with Candy or Happiness that starts it off. I specifically I remember that when TXT and N Hypen did theirs, I think last year, I think they did Candy as their uh thing for HOT. Pretty much. It's a fun song. It's a very cute song. I find it very fun. To think that K-pop as we know it in terms of idol groups took off because of cute songs. But we'll get to there. But uh, I mean, I mean, we'll start Descent with of the... Warriors is oh, not sorry. a cute song. Sorry, you were saying? Descent of Warriors is not a cute song. No. We, we, we'll get to it. We'll get, we'll get to it. But um, I mean, I would say that's almost the opposite of a cute song. No, yeah. Yeah, but we'll start with the brief history of this group. And brief as in, like, I try to condense it as nicely as possible but it might be a little bit so bear with me so we'll start off with 1996 the year that all of us on the podcast were born hey hey the breakup of hot uh sorry oh my god so g and the boys the debut of the first successful idol and also was the it was the debut of the first successful idol group high five of teenagers so then of course in order to really kind of understand this group you kind of got to go back to its founder isuman so a little bit about isuman uh, he was born in 1952, grew up in Jongju, uh, Jongju, South Korea. He attended Seoul National University between 71 and 73 before making a venture into music. And he was briefly a part of the band called April and May. He actually, he was part of multiple bands. One of them, April and May, indie band Sand Pebbles, Isuman and the 365, and Mas- Masam Trio. Over the course of the 70s, he was also a soloist and released a couple hits, including a song called Happiness and A Piece of a Dream. And along with this, he was also a DJ and a TV host during that time. And then at some point, he quit music due to the media censorship in the early 80s, because as I kind of explained in the uh, 
go back to the previous mixtape uh, for um, Sote G and the Boys if you want to know a little bit more about what Korea was like prior to Sote Beast. So Taiji and the boys taken off. But essentially they were still Korea was a military dictatorship from the end of the Korea War up until like the late 80s. Like I think around 89 was when they officially became like full on a democracy, but there's a lot more to that. So that's some that's a if you want to know a little bit more context, go back to the first mixtape. Um but so but um Isuman uh in the early 80s moved to the US and he decided to do that to get a degree in computer science, which I will say, due to a um, older relative of mine, smart field to get into, especially at the time. And while there, uh, Isuman got exposed to Western uh, popular music at the time, thanks to MTV. And he got inspired by that, and he decided to go back to the music industry, but this time as a producer. And he founded SM Studio in 1989, which, of course, later became SM Entertainment in 1995. And during this time, he was observing successes in Korea, like Sotechi and the Boys. And um, he developed his own uh, in-house, and at the time, he also developed his own in-house training system that he would plan to implement on Axe and SM Entertainment. And HOT ended up being a group that he created based off, a lot of, a lot of it based off of polling high schoolers in Korea about what they would like in an ideal idol group or boy group. Because don't forget, this was also around this time when certain uh, boy group acts in the States were starting to take off a little bit, too. This is around your backstreet uh, new kids type era. And, of course, Isuman, again, being a, being a an fan an of MTV idea. and shit, it's all like, well, this is what the West is doing. Bitch, I gotta get on yeah. this. So, <laughs> so he got on that. Um, so uh, Kanta, uh, oh, sorry, uh, he started to recruit young men one by one in Korea, but well, actually out of Korea. Uh, Kanta was first discovered at an amusement park in Korea. Uh, Moon Hee-jun and Lee Jae-won were friends. Uh, Hee-jun uh, auditioned and passed the audition. Jae-won auditioned, but did not pass that audition, but then was scouted by Lee Soo-man later on and brought back, probably for, like, dancing ability or stuff like that. And then we got uh, John Woo-yo, uh, was recruited after Isuman saw him perform and won a dance competition. And then finally, Tony An was recruited from an audition in LA. So yes, even back then in the early 90s, Isuman was already going to LA, Koreatown, and in the States to recruit people. Which kind of wise. Kind of a wise decision there. And so even from the beginning just, of K-pop, they were pulling again, people internationally. From, yeah, just... It really does just show that K-pop, there is nothing new. Everything is just, everything has just always been done. Pretty much. Pretty much. It's kind of just been like, you know, it's not everything's just, really the only group I could think of that was like solely, the most successful solely Korean group is really BTS. Everyone in BTS is from Korea. But every other group you've looked at, even majority of in the past, uh, actually yeah, I can't say that fully, of, but like a lot of them in the past were from like, but, uh, there There's were. just been, yeah, no, I think that as time has gone on, we've sort of expanded where, like, idols are starting to come from. Yeah. Like, we only, I think just, like, what, two, a year or two years ago by this point had our first, like, Vietnamese idol. But in True, terms yeah. of the U.S., and then you get with Super Junior starting China, and then you get with, I don't remember who the first Japanese idol was. That we'll have to figure out on our off time, but yeah. what I'm saying is generally speaking, like, the where people have come from has expanded over time. Oh, yeah. But that they've come from outside of Korea has just become more common. Yeah. Now you're getting- But it was still even in the very beginning people. here. 
they picked it's, Tony on off of L.A. Exactly. Like yeah. there, it used to be that it would be one or two. Now it's like that it's half. But also Tony on is Korean too, so it's like okay, it's not too. He's, it's not too far out, out but it definitely no. makes him stand out a little bit because he grew does, up in the West. Again, yeah, he grew up here. He is not technically, but again, then you get more into like actual like Korean Americans that are just like born and raised and in, then there's the uh the west cordial sam which is like uh korean ethnic koreans from like soviet countries like say like um oh god um uzbekistan and stuff like that that's a whole other yeah. story for a whole other day that's um, a whole i looked other into thing, that though, recently it's an interesting into... uh, thing to read about i will say that has nothing to do with hot no nothing right to now. do with hot but back to hot uh, yeah, John, sorry, John Woo-yuk was recruited by, uh, after Lee Isumon saw him perform and won a dance competition, so there's your main dancer. And then, of course, Tony Yan was recruited, uh, for an audition on L.A. They debuted in September 7th in 1996 with their first album, We Hate All Kinds of Violence, and they promote the first song that they promoted was Descendants of Warriors, which, which, when you, when, we'll get to it, but... It's definitely a very Sil inspired track, which critiqued schoolyard bullying, but with more choreography than So did. Yeah, with just full it's it's So if they just did choreographed like full choreographed. Well, like So did do choreography, but like you compare H O T to it and there's like a huge difference. It's like H O T definitely did way more choreography. Like more impressive looking choreography. H O T. Yeah. Uh, H-O-T. H-O-T. That's H-O-T. H-O-T. I say H-O-T. Oh, shit. Um, H-O-T. These are weird. Weirdly, these two groups are tongue twisters. H-O-T. So, you know what? Honestly, knowing Isuman, he probably did that on purpose, the bastard. Yeah, can you imagine? It's in Korean. It's probably around. It's probably a similar, like. H-O-T. So, I mean, honestly, I would not be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Honestly, that's another. That's one of our K-pop conspiracy. There's a K-pop conspiracy theory there's to a K- look onto, and probably even more Isuman considering what's been coming out lately for Isuman. Isuman pulling shady shit from the beginning. Yep. Honestly, we're that that SM episode is going to be a time. I think we need to be. Uh, I want to point out before we even record that it's all alleged lawyers. Well, that's the point. It's us. all going to be alleged. It's we'll all get to that. Alleged when we get to and that. our opinions. We'll get to that when we get to that. Um, We'll we'll make the statement again for that episode. But anyways, uh, the second single, Candy, became basically a smash hit and took over all the charts in in Korea. And then the album sold over 1.5 million copies and they won Best New Artist at the Golden Disc Awards that year. And this was further solidified with the release of their second album, Wolf and Sheep, when it sold 1 million copies in 10 days at the time. And their third and fourth and fifth albums also sold uh, well, too, in the following years. And some notable, I guess, uh, interesting tidbits about the group. Uh, the song Wolf and Sheep from their second album, which was the first promoted single of the second album, uh, was banned from airplay due to uh, strong language, quote unquote, which with Korea, it's like they could say almost half the time with Korea. It's like they say you suck. And then it's like, oh, strong language. We can't we can't do that. But this was also the nineties where censorship was still a little bit harsh, so like, yeah. And then the song lineup from the third album, Resurrection, was a huge of plagiarism for sounding too familiar to Killing in the Name by Rage Against the Machine. I've listened to both. 
uh, Killing the Name is a great song, by the way. Great rock song. Please listen to it. It's an it's a classic. But uh, honestly, I think the songs are different enough that it's not really too much of a copyright infringement there. Like, I guess you could argue that some of the guitar riffs in that song were, like, inspired by Killing in the Name. But, like, same thing with every other grunge 90s rock song, maybe. <laughs> Uh, yeah, everyone. It's the it's the late nineties. Everyone kind of sounded like uh, everyone kind of sounded like that a little bit. You know yeah. what I mean? But like, the I don't think I don't think I think I think the, the plagiarism sound. accusations are kind of a little bit unfounded because the rest of the song does have pop and dance elements to it as well. I think so for for hot. But anyways, uh, the song Aya, uh, from the fourth album titled Aya, was about a nineteen ninety nine fire a tragic one, uh, that killed 19 kindergarten students and four adults at the Sealand Youth Training Center. That's an interesting history in of itself to definitely look into. It's a little bit sad because I don't want to, I don't want to cover that too much, but that's, they did this on Aya in response to that. And actually for a, um, live performance on a studio, they did, they didn't show graphic clips, but they showed clips of people crying at that place, you know, being sad and whatnot, as, as one would expect if you lost your kid and something like that. Mm-hmm. um it, it, like news clips from that um so yeah they, they like yeah so they, this was kind of like uh look after our kids better you know rich people who run these places essentially which like when you th- like we'll get into that too um sm was kind of ballsy with some of the songs they gave hot honestly. sm was kind of ballsy, ballsy for one era of their lives and then never again it was interesting. Not not just this era though. Like Here's other the, earlier songs too for HOT. Early, I'm saying up to this era of this early early era of SM. Yeah. And then post and maybe like, like one Shinwa song in particular that was kind of a little bit ballsy. I would say, but, but otherwise, say that's like super early SM. I'm talking like post like post getting like when you enter second gen, SM becomes the most mainstream of mainstream yeah. inoffensive music that you could get in K-pop. Yeah. No one is offended by SM songs other than being sonically offended by the fact that some of their songs could barely count as music. <laughs> I said what I said. Two baddies, two baddies, one poor. <laughs> two baddies, two snarky. baddies, one poor. God, we're going to, sh- I can't wait till we shit against that song at the end of this year. But anyways, um, uh, moving on to not as tragic things, H.O.T. also released two live albums and star in a financial flop movie, <laughs> Age of Peace, flop? which is Korea's first financial 3D movie. In- financial and possibly like quality flop. Yes. That sounded quality terrible. flop. That movie as well. sounds awful. This film is hard to find, so good luck trying to find a copy of it. But the soundtrack is I very truly, easily available. I- I truly believe this movie has been destroyed. I truly believe this movie might be lost media. Yeah, because the big, I yeah. I think that Lee Suman could have paid somebody to just be like, no. There's copies of this DVD I think buried in a Korean like field somewhere that they're like, no, we're done. <laughs> Bury it. Not copies of a DVD, probably like on just a video cassette tape. Video cassette. Well, actually, who knows? Gone. Maybe they. Well, when did they release this? They released this Whether- in a. When were DVDs? Shit. I think DVDs start off in 98, but I don't know if Korea... This might have been... This might have still probably been on VHS. This might have been on VHS still. Maybe a DVD for Lucky. There are VHS tapes of this movie somewhere in a Korean field just buried. Lee Suman was like, no, buy all of them, get rid of them, (laughs) destroy them. (laughs) 
Well, is, I don't yeah. think you can find this. It's a, it is a 3D Korean film made in 1999? Yeah, I think Ni- 99? I think. 1999. Or 98. 98.99. Yeah. That was a financial failure. Only was able to be played in three theaters yes. because it was a 3D film. Yes. By a korean idol group of the 90s yes <laughs> i d- who even knows if this got a uh vhs release they might have just been like cut your losses we're done um hey all those lost media fanatics on youtube i challenge hey, you lost, to find this random yeah, ass i don't media fanat- lost media if anyone that like has time this would be a wonderful we have no time to do this. And maybe this the, the, the sketch the Jet Kings movie too as well. This maybe would be more an available, incredible forty-five minute lost media documentary on YouTube. <laughs> the 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 lost media Korean idol group alien movie. <laughs> I'd click that title. I would. There's there's like a really that, good one I watched about like a, a lost very... um clueless Nintendo game. I forget her yeah, name, yeah, but a uh. Lot of yeah, there's like a lot one. of like there's a lot of lost media things that I'd click on. I'd watch like an hour of someone talking about this. Yeah. Yeah, um, but uh I guess continue on. What what is this film about? Oh yeah, soccer HOT are soccer players living in a 3D sci-fi world playing soccer matches against aliens to save the universe. And yeah, what the is film is hard choice. to find, but the soundtrack is easily available. Donna from CSJH The Grace, which is a future um sm girl group which we'll probably get into them a little bit in the uh not not in this episode but in the uh sm company review. an eventual episode eventually yes. she also stars in this film as this princess that i guess kanta has to save at one point from a dinosaur this is which again things. um how in this entire thing do we also have it is a hot our soccer players yes somehow there's a dinosaur involved because it is both the future and the past mm-hmm. and there's a princess and kangta has to be a a knight in shining armor which apparently might this? indicate how popular Kanto was, but you know. I mean, I think that they picked the correct member of HOT to be a a, a male lead, in terms of you know <sighs> oh, hindsight. Boy. Yeah, would you not agree? I I don't think so. They did it for the looks, clearly. Um, exactly. The thing I find funny though That's is that why. This, this film was apparently filmed uh, for three weeks in Japan in like a blue screen studio. <laughs> For the live action, I'm gonna be honest with you. I watched the trailer. It's it has maybe five pixels, so you can't see shit. But no, that that movie never saw natural sun. That movie was not filmed outside. No, that was not. That film, like there were no the sun did not was not a part of this film. It was all. I think they transferred their heads into like 3D bodies or something. Oh, it looks like it. You cannot... There is a trailer for this movie on YouTube. You cannot see anything. It is so grainy and so garbage. Like, you're better off... So, I there's, like, a link to, like, some, like, one of those comedian talk shows where they talk with, like, famous people. Yes. And, like, I think that you can view the trailer better in that, even though they have cuts to commentary on it. But, honestly, yeah. the pixelation's much better on that. The so. pixelation isn't totally garbage. You yeah. still can't see... Because t- it's very... It's really old footage. Yeah. So it still looks like shit. And there's, like, a comedian on that episode, for some reason, who's dressed in, like, a... 
woman's clothing and has like a, a, a what they call the red dots on the forehead i don't know why he does but everyone that's else choice. it's weird all the that other men are dressed like mean. different eras of hot and then this one guy is dressed in like a any woman's sorry and i'm just like or whatever which it's called. makes me think what was i don't get korea comedy sometimes i don't get Koreans. any kind of again which also did also make me think was there at any point some sort of weird uh hot cultural appropriation issue that we are not aware of i don't think so i think the dude was probably just weird and want to dress up in a woman's the must have, i i haven't i don't know i haven't seen this full episode because this is only part of an episode but like who knows maybe yeah. there was some weird bit where that comedian for some reason Fair. wore that i don't Fair. fucking know why i'm just very Who's confused um but ignore that otherwise the rest of the commentary is fine but just ignore yeah, that yeah. Guy. again i think that you you will see the, the the pixelation is not as bad but dear god that movie if i could see it it would be a dumpster fire <laughs> but would i watch we would just it? be yes. sitting in the back eating popcorn shitting on it from a distance the whole time the, it's like, one hey. of those movies like you need to watch that with a friend you cannot watch that it's not a movie to watch alone H.O.T. was also one of the first Korean acts to become popular in China. Mm -hmm. They released their first Chinese album, and to what I know of, only Chinese album, because I don't think they released another one. But I mean, in four years, yeah. you only have so much time. Yeah, so first slash probably only Chinese album in 97 at the start of the Asian financial crisis, which greatly, which that album released in China greatly helped the group and Essen with sales at the time. Look back, uh, I, I don't think I talked about the Asian financial crisis in the previous episode, but that 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 was a bad time. Um, the 90s was great for everyone else, I guess, but certain countries in Asia. Korea and, like, particularly several uh, countries in Southeast Asia were hit pretty hard financially, so that's something I would also recommend people to look up into um, because the Asian financial crisis has been covered in quite a few K-dramas, too, out there, so I'd recommend looking into that. Yeah, they had their first concert in Beijing in February 2000, selling out to 13,000 fans. Then in 1999, they had released their greatest hits album, and on June 25th, 1999, they performed with SES, Mike and Michael Jackson, at a Good benefit choice. concert in Seoul that was arranged by Jackson. And they were the first idol group to perform at the Seoul Olympic Stadium with over 72,000 fans in attendance. Uh, the H.O.T. fandom White Angels notably had real-life beef and fist-fighting with the Jackie's uh, oh. fandom. Uh, watch Reply 1997 weird... for more info and our Scandal Iceberg episodes. In a weird way, I always think of this from more of the perspective of the Seskies fandom. I think just because they're more in the public eye. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I'm like, oh, yeah, that is a part of this. They're the other people involved. Yes, we have talked about this. It is a wild time. Anytime anybody tells you, oh, yeah, no, I much prefer old K-pop fans. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't want to get stabbed in the street because you you said Kangta's mid. Like, no. Get a, no, <laughs> you don't want that. Have in Korea. Whatever insults you want, whatever insults were in 90s Korea, I don't know. My terminology is not up there. We don't need but to I'm be just shanking saying, each other you in don't, the streets. For you don't this. need to be shanking each other in the streets. I don't need like a cat fight in the middle of just downtown Seoul. Like that just or seems downtown like downtown LA, Korean town. Or like yeah, or happen. downtown Korea town. Like that just feels like not a good time. But also that sounds hilarious. 
Yeah. In retrospect, it's in retrospect, like, now that all these women like are adults, I can't believe people actually had fist fights over this. This is stupid. Like you know? now, we just insult each other on the internet. And personally, when I'm insulted on the internet, we find it hilarious. Yeah, we have a good because unless these when... crazies on the internet just tempt to dock us or something, you know, it's like I don't give a fuck about. If you. I get <laughs> doxxed for my K-pop opinions, I swear, like I'm sorry. What is going? I'm on? sorry. You would have to deal with my mother, and my mother's a savage. <laughs> And I don't say that. You'd have to deal with me. Like, I don't need to bring my mother into this. I don't need to bring. We don't play. We don't fucking. I don't need to bring my mother into this. I'm just saying that's really sad if you're doxing me for my K-pop opinion. It is. It is like pathetic. But anyways, but um, let's keep going. So then, the group uh, in May 2001, the group announced their disbandment in a press conference. Uh, Kanta and Moon were given solo contracts at SM Entertainment, and the other three chose to leave SM. They had, uh, a, a rumor has it, I think, uh, allegedly, that they had contractual con- contractual disagreements over pay, where they only received 10,000 USD for every 1 million albums sold. So I would right like from the beginning, out, there's SM. Yeah, I, I would like to people. point out from the beginning, this is pre-TVXQ lawsuit. This is pre-any form of uh, workers' rights for any sort of idol. Yeah. Even now, K-pop idols are still paid extremely poorly. Yeah. It is an extremely thankless job mm-hmm. and like extremely poorly paying job, except if you are in like the higher echelon of k-pop idol so um this is the higher echelon of k-pop but that's idol. also why sponsorships $10, are important important because Personal that's where they're getting a lot of their money from it's from those sponsorships and it's specifically when they have personal sponsorships not necessarily group sponsorships group sponsorships also like that like True. so much of it depends on so many factors and it's just a kind of sad how little these idols make mm-hmm not so much your SMs now, mainly that now it's more looking at the small companies. The small companies are paying people sh- pennies. I mean, granted, I pennies. don't think we have, well, with the exception of for sure BTS having a boatload of money, I don't think the other groups are necessarily extremely Swimming wealthy. Swimming in it. No. I no, like I think, like, I think wealthy, like maybe think 17 members make like money. maybe, uh, like, you know, like, five figures at each year or like maybe they crack six figures depending maybe on they which crack ones. six figures again yeah. i think it depends on what again a lot of them are doing solo. so i'm just saying generally speaking that like there are k-pop idols is from the big three companies they are making some money they are making money they're making maybe money that's to not live a lot maybe that's not enough what i'm saying yeah. is that they are making money yeah the smaller companies are not making any money mm-hmm. they're just not being paid what is given to them and a lot of people will say well how have this group been together for uh i believe that happened recently with luna where they just came out and said we haven't seen we haven't gotten a paycheck and i'm like yeah because well, also what because the company, company is doing decided to put in has three no million for their pre-debut stuff and they got all right to all that yes that but also the fact of like most of their money is going into their living expenses. They, they are getting fed and they are getting food and they are getting their living expenses all paid for. They're just not getting any money on top of that. Yeah, they're not. That's getting, what they're they not keeping pocketing extra. They're not because pocketing it's all going any money. to. It's all going to. Yeah, their living expenses. Which, because like, it, in even some ways, it makes point, sense, but also I get why. For example, well, we're gonna you get too your, sidetracked, but um, yes, we're it gonna makes get too sense sidetracked. why Chu has a beef that, with. Blockberry. We'll discuss that yeah, another time. That's a, that's for another episode. 
I'm just saying yeah. that even now, like we, this continues to be a problem. It's not for your SM groups, but it is for your small companies. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, in February of 2018, all five of them appeared on the Infinite Cha- Infinity Challenge. Uh, R.I.P. That sh- that show's dead, still, right? Uh, yes, I think that. Yeah, that show's dead. Yeah. Uh, Saturday is for Singer Special, the third, which is a. Uh, it was the third 90s like singer special that focused on them preparing for a concert because there was one, the first one. I actually love these episodes, honestly. Honestly, some of the best variety TV episodes in my opinion that i've ever seen i don't really watch oh, no, too much variety was, tv the that first show was really good yeah the first one um was like one of a hodgepodge of a bunch of different 90s acts into the early 2000s acts highly recommend that one if you want to get more in knowledge of like 90s stars it's a really good episode for that the second one is uh was jackie's and then the third one was hot and they just solely focus on Jackie's and HOT had their own separate episodes. Uh, highly recommend watching all three, honestly. Just do it. Um, let's see here. Uh, they also had um, a, a reunion concert on October 13th and 18th, and uh, sorry, 13th and 14th in 2018. And then another concert from September 20th to 22nd on in 2019. And there has been much of the group since. Uh, now on to solo stuff. Excuse me. Uh, Moon Heejin's Moon Heejin, uh, signed on uh, as a soloist in SM, and then he left in 2005 after releasing like four albums, and then went into the military. He famously started dating Soliol of Crayon Pop, and essentially had a shotgun wedding, and uh, that, gave and she and and yeah. she gave birth to their daughter in 2017, and then had a son recently this year. Uh, the family appeared on the show Return of Superman. I think around 2018 or 2019 with their daughter. And then, um, so yeah, not too much on him besides the fact that he dated a member and married a member of Crayon Pop and had kids with her. So. Yep. Uh, a choice. Besides besides a his choice. own solo music, trying to get more into rock and that not being super successful. But, I mean, it was, yeah. Uh, Tony On, yeah. uh, uh, Wu Jae-won, and, uh, sorry, E.J. Won, and then, uh, and then Wu Yuk uh, formed the trio JTL. And they released three albums and were active from 2001 to 2003. Th- uh, Holy cow. Um, actually, I do like a couple of the JTL songs. Not too bad, in my opinion. Again, a, con- a continuing choice of uh, former S- a trio of former members of an SM boy group <laughs> getting together and making a group that has a- their initials making the name. Yep. <laughs> You know, it's one of those where it's like... I mean, it's an easy recognition call, you know? Damn, if I had a nickel, I'd have two nickels! <laughs> yeah, um, so I guess you could say it's a subunit of the group, except not an official SM Entertainment no. subunit, so... I wouldn't I, I wouldn't say this is a subunit. I would say this is like, like an own group. It's yeah. a branch group. A branch group. Uh, but well, well, let's see here. Yeah, that only lasted for a few years afterwards. Um, but uh, Huyuk, uh Released a couple albums and EPs. He opened a dance academy because he's the dancer. And then actually had a few activities in China and Taiwan. And mainly in acting and DJing. And I think he might have released some Chinese music too. Uh, Jaywon released a couple albums too. And went on to be a DJ and a radio host. Uh, he did have thyroid cancer in 2013-2015. And to the looks of it, seemingly had a full recovery. He hasn't, he hasn't been talked about him getting sick again yet. So hopefully he's been able to uh, not get sick again. Because thyroid cancer sounds terrible. 
And then uh, Tony on, uh, he started da- doing some acting and released a few solo works. He dated uh, Girls Day Hieri in 2013 and may or may not still live with his friend, uh, Jackie's Kim Jada. Um, so yeah, I guess him and Kim Jada uh, live together, okay. apparently. Okay. Uh, apparently they're just friends. Okay. Um, friends. Uh, apparently. Uh, I have I'm I kind of am curious friends. about that. Yeah. Official official statement, friends. Official statement is friends, but like because you, state- because official, you hear things in the past. Ofi- yeah. Official statement, friends. Let's leave it. We're, let's let the people make their own decisions. I mean, he did apparently official statement, scary, friends. So I don't know. That doesn't mean anything. True. You can, that's like, true. What you like. Yeah, I, think, I don't know. I'm not saying that the Harry thing was a lie. I'm just saying that, you know. I don't know. No los dos. I'm just basically saying that I I, I kind of question the friends term. Make a your bit. own people make your own assumptions. Yes. Or don't. It, it, to it, say? It's, it's uh, Tony on Sapporo. I don't know. A Sephora or whatever the fuck her name is. Anyways. He, he, Tony on though, uh, was also investigated for illegal gambling in uh, 2013. Wow. And was okay. sentenced to six months suspended prison time and one year probation. Uh, and then we got Kanta, who has some of the more juicy details, I'd say. He Kanta is still... has probably been the most active of all of these people. Yes, because he is still a part of SM Entertainment to this day. Period. He was cool. Again, I think Kanta is just allowed to do whatever the fuck he wants. Uh, Seemingly, I guess. He was in a project group S, which was known as Supreme, with a Shin Hei son of Shinwa, and then E. Uh, Ji Hoon, who was like a solo singer actor in SM in the early 2000s. We'll probably get to him in the SM Entertainment episode that's eventually coming Possibly. Out. Possibly. We will touch upon he'll, he'll have a brief mention, and there's not too much to him, to be honest. Uh, uh, Kanta was also in a um, duo, Kanta and Vaness, which is uh, Vaness's Vaness Wu from F4, which I think she's a Chinese singer. Uh, he mm-hmm. also, uh, Kanta released solo music, uh, performed in musicals, and hosted a radio show from 2016 to 2018. Uh, and then him and Boa, actually in 2014, were appointed as de facto creative directors in SM Entertainment. And now for some juicy... Uh, personal life tea from him. Uh, also, uh, to bring it back around, uh, Venice Wu played, I believe, second male lead. In, oh, so Venice in, is in a Meteor guy. Garden. Okay. I don't know why. I thought in Meteor, it's Meteor Garden. Oh, He's Meteor the, Garden. I believe second male lead in the original, uh, Meteor in the original Meteor Garden. I believe he's the second male lead. I don't remember. No, he's the fourth male lead okay. of that. I believe. All right. And then uh, for Kanta, in 2019, he was supposed to have a solo comeback, but then a scandal surfaced with him. So there was a racing model, which I think is a model that poses for, like, race cars or something like that. Yes. It's a model that they use to sell cars. Yes. So racing model, Wu Juan, was his ex. And for some reason, she posted and then deleted an old photo of them together. And then wrote an apology of it on Instagram. And then TV personality, Oh Jun Hyun, uh, she posted a screenshot of the trending news. 
and wrote about how an ex of hers was getting attention again, an ex who she caught cheating on her with oh. the same chick. Oh, and oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Juicy. Oh yeah. Oh, I remember when this oh. part too. I was just like, oh shit. I remember there this were articles happening, this on Supi, but I forget that curious. this. Yeah, but I forgot that this was the specifics. Yeah, I didn't realize. My thought was, I knew that he got <laughs> caught up in a cheating scandal. I yes. forgot that it's because she pointed out who he cheated on her with. Too, I didn't remember that part. Yeah, uh, Kanta, Kanta. I think before Ojun Young came into the fray, he basically like clarified, like, "Oh, hey, we're not dating. Sorry for the, you know, this being coming up." And then. And then after Old Jun Yun uh, came into the fray, uh, Kanta canceled the release of the song and all of his other musical works and appearances. And then in 2020, it was revealed he was in a relationship with actress Jun Yumi. And then in 2022, I guess, according to Soompi, there were rumors that they were married, but those rumors were denied by SM and I think whoever Who is them. to say if the, he is married or if he's not married? I don't know. Also, if you're curious about this woman, uh, Jung Yu Mi was in. Has she been in anything good? She is only really. Oh, she was in Train to Busan. I believe she played the pregnant woman. Okay. Yeah, she played the pregnant lady. There you go. For anyone who's into Korean. Actually, I should watch Train to Busan at some point. Oh, it's very uh... good. I cried. I kind of suck at watching shows and movies I've realized in recent years. Honestly. It's very good. I enjoyed it. it, That's one of those I have to watch at some point. Yeah. But anyways, uh, so that's pretty much it for H.O.T. at this point. Now about some of their songs. So we're just going to go over some of their songs. I have them. uh, Sammy, I have them on the document here. Um, I see them. Yes. Party. So we'll start off with uh, Descent of Warriors. My thoughts. um, Basically, SM uh, Isumon really liked H.O.T., so much that he was just like, I'm going to have my look, boy if group I'm being do a concept about that. you didn't know, because here's the thing with that song. That song also has a decent amount of just, like, distortion on the voices. Where you can barely tell who's singing anyway, and it's also the 90s quality, so you can barely tell anything. If you told me it was an 8, if you told me it was a Soteji song, the only reason I know it's not is because there's multiple people singing. Oh, yeah. It sounds exactly like a Soteji song. The fashion the, oh. is Soteji. The fashion is Soteji, the vibe is Soteji, the, like, overall, uh, you know, the look, the, what we're going for is Soteji. Oh, yeah. There's definitely more, like, I'm, let's see, like, I'm looking back on the music video, because it does exist on here. Just it a- does exist. It has now had that thing happened with SM where they've gone back and just remastered everything. Certain ones, though, I don't think they remastered so- this music video. They did. They, they did? did? Really? Yeah. Are you sure? It's called Age of Violence on oh. YouTube. It's not called Warrior, uh, Des- uh, Descendants of Warriors. It's called Age of Violence, which I think is just because at least back in oh i didn't gen. realize they did a remaster of this because i'm looking at yeah, an older did. one i'm like oh you found the older one i can only find this one yeah i found an older one so no, I can only... i'm used to the warriors of descent title i didn't realize no. they changed it to age of violence but... i don't know if they i don't know if you can change a title of a song this far into its existence i don't think you should be able to so i'm just gonna always it's it's gonna be sense of words i just think it's one of those things where um randomly 
especially in the old like first gen there was no specific uh like official translations are now at the very least the english title song is the english title of the song they've decided on it beforehand i feel like in first gen no one cared enough that it's just like yeah this is the translation in korean the translation can be slightly different yeah just only a smidge different um yeah it's oh you found the other one but it's not on the sm channel no it's not on the sm channel the, the thing i truly hate and we'll get into it against other remasters. This remaster looks fine. Some of the remasters look a little too glossy for my taste. They do, yeah. Just because they they almost... I don't know how a person that is a person can look like they're in the Uncanny Valley. But some of them look like they're in the Uncanny Valley just because they look so, like, porcelain. Because it's so... It went from so low quality to so high quality. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it went from, uh, you know being like a 480p to a 4k video do you know if they remastered candy i believe they did like i'm curious i think sm has remastered everything like i'm curious did they remaster because i'm like i know they remastered some like i know they remastered some ses songs but not all of them so that's why i'm asking because I found Full of Happiness, I found everything else. I don't even, I think they're in the process of still remastering that. Because I can't even find Candy from the music, like from the SM channel anymore. Yeah, it seems I like think they only did a few of them. No, I think they're, they're still doing it. They're still doing it as they go. Like, they put out one like two days ago. They're still remastering. They put out SES's Love two weeks ago, remastering. Oh, shit. They're still remastered, so I guess they're going to do all of them eventually. They're just kind of slowly just doing it. Putting them out, as to not put them out all at once, I guess. But yeah, I don't think they've gotten to Candy yet, because I can't find it. The annoying thing is that they've taken, I think, all the videos off YouTube. So I can't even, like, you can't really watch the, the Candy music video unless you watch, like, someone else put it up. Yeah. But yeah, um, the remasters... They look a little too pretty. Yeah, the, the promise of HOT. I didn't go over that one, but that remaster is interesting because it's all animation. It is. And I'm like, that seems like a choice. That was a choice. That was a B-side. That was a choice. It's not too bad. I think the, weirdly, as you go up, because they also had to remaster a few TVXQ music videos. Yeah. Which is very funny because that involves putting uh, the other three back on the SM channel. Oh, yeah. Which is fun. But, uh, back to the song. I think Descendants of Warriors, it's very not SM. It's, it's not, not SM, SM because, like, SM, be. well, SM tries to do hip-hop, but, like, they kind of fail at it now. But they so. never, but it's also not this kind of hip-hop, though. No, it's not. It's very different. Like, and this kind that, of hip-hop is clearly H, early H, uh, Sotagey and Boys inspired. And also, no one is really doing this kind of hip-hop right now. In no. terms of a K-pop group. Like, in terms of a group. Yeah, it definitely it's reminds me of, like, 90s, certain 90s hip-hop acts. Yeah. Which is, like, nice, in a way. And they don't do it terribly. No. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's just... I don't know. It. I like it. I do very much like it. Weirdly, um... A lot of it, again, so many of these songs also get wrapped up in the fact that I've seen them covered so many times. True. So it's like, I know them, but 
but I also know them by people that are not H.O.T. True. A lot. Because I genuinely think the because we spent so much time with it, the version of the song I have seen maybe the most amount of times has been the Road to Kingdom cover that One Us did. Mm. Because I've just, I, we had to spend so much time with that show because it was our, again, if you that want to see your, song your about it like, project. That was our, we, we spent so much time with that show. Oh, yeah. I probably have seen that. I mean, I don't go back and listen to H.O.T. that often, so I've probably listened to that as much as I have the H.O.T. version. Mm. And if you look at it, I just looked it up, you can find B.A.P. covers, you can find Shrey Kids and the boys doing it together. I don't know how these two met to do this. Pentagon has done it. Like, just a simple search and you're going to find, like, a bunch of groups that do it. So, Pretty I don't much. know. You're and then we we'll move on to the big people. boy, Candy. Candy. I love Candy. Candy's, I Candy's fun, but you so know what? I have a good story with Candy. Um, uh -huh. So in college, in my senior year, I took a, what is it, like a, like understanding um, modern culture in like China, like China in the 20th okay. century, which is interesting when you tie in the whole CCP factor into it. Yes, there yes. was a brief thing that uh, the professor talked about Cape Cop. She showed one of the uh, either NBC or SBS like uh, shows that, um, you know, like shows them dancing their fluffy outfits. And I remember there was someone so in the big, back so just being like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I'm just like internally like screaming because I'm like, oh, my God, 90s K-pop. But also I'm just like, oh, God, all these boys in this class are going to think like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> True. They do a lot um, of intense dancing for this one, too. They do. And I think they I, filmed this. They filmed this music video, too, at Latte World as well. They do. It's, <laughs> I think, one of, like, the first, like, weirdly, I, I it's also one of the first K-pop videos I feel like that is outside. And, like, well, it's outside in the way because, like, they how they make Latte World, it's inside a building, but it looks like no, you're no, outside. No, no, but what I'm saying is, like, they're not in a box. Yeah. They're not in a freaking. And like, there's like a random white chick in like a German outfit there, so it's like it's interesting. <laughs> it's Latte World. It's that's that's Latte World. I like it. They I have a token white girl candy. in this song. I love it. I, I love, love candy. it. I think it's so cute. It's so fluffy. Clearly, I. It's so fluffy. It's so fun. I. You've heard Candy, even if you think you haven't heard Candy. Like you've heard Candy. Candy has been done by everybody and their mother. I think it's about a song about a guy proposing to a girl is what I keep hearing yeah. it's about. So that's cute. Or wanting to give her like, like a promise ring or some shit like that. Again, name a K-pop group. I think they've done Candy. I Big Bang has done a, a cover of Candy. If you want to just point out just the amount of people that have done covers of Candy. Yeah, Big, Big Bang, Bang has did a cover of covered and dance cover of Candy. Full cover of Candy. Like it's insane. Like it's so fun. Uh, I love it. It's, I think it might be, in terms of H.O.T. songs, probably the most iconic H.O.T. song. Probably, but also the one that people outside of Korea, I feel like, know the most, too. If they're gonna know and an H.O.T. song, it it's gonna be the, the song. It is, like, it is their song. Yeah. It is the, the H.O.T. song. I mean, it's a song that got them big in the first place, so, like, there's it clearly some sentimental favorite, value. To be honest, just because I think it's so cute. But, like, at the very least, it is, like, the H.O.T. song. Oh, yeah. Which, I don't know if at the time anybody was expecting... Again, I think in hindsight, everything is... Hindsight is everything. 
I think over time, it's the one that stood the test of time. I don't know if at the time they were like, no, this is the biggest hit that they've ever had. Oh, but, no, this was the one know. that got him on the map. Warriors of the Sand got, got him a little on the bit map, of traction, but, but, like, this was the one that put him on the map. This is the one that put them on the map, but, like, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be your signature song, because I do feel like at the time, I think they were trying to push things like happiness, and we are, like, there are other songs, I think, that they would have preferred. <laughs> and I think SM would have preferred other things. Oh, yeah. But uh, the next song is We Are the Future. We are the future! It's of its time. I mean, I kind of... <laughs> it's I not kind of bad. like this. I kind of like I don't, this look. I don't... I'm just saying that, like, it's not bad. But you know how Oh, the fashion is very much of its time, though. It's not a I lie. I think the song is of its time. It is not a lie, you that know fashion. How candy... There's something timeless about Candy. A song like Candy, I mean. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, in a there's way. There's something that, like, it can be made... Or, like, there's a way to do it anytime. You look at We Are the Future, and you're like, if you did it now, it's retro throwback. Oh, yeah. To this era. It is not a timeless sound. And that's not bad. That is fine. Their songs sound like when they came out. Music is very of its time. But it is very of its time. It really is. Especially the hair on some of them. Oh, God. But even just, like... The way the synths are just like out here, the way it's oh, true, like, the music production too, beat. really. Yeah, the music production, like the pounding beat, it's so much. It's like dance, cl- like, like it's techno- definitely nineties techno club music, which was definitely yeah. big in Europe. So like they definitely pulled no, from but Europe. But also, this one. kind of because it's like nineties. It's like, it, but it's also not like european 90s house techno it's just techno take the house out of it yeah true like it's definitely something i feel like you'd see like a club kid in like the 90s in new york city vibe too a little bit kinda kinda the rapping was a choice not that you not necessarily the rapping but uh the yeah. rapping was a. am just gonna say that the rapping sm trying choice. to force some rapping in there was a choice i'm looking at this music video again and some camera shots are definitely very interesting that they use like in terms of like how they move them and stuff like that and like there's definitely this whole like anti-school violence theme in this music video which is another which i guess ties into the we are the future how has this not been remastered yet i'm surprised too um i don't know why again i think i'm just gonna get to it maybe eventually eventually um, i'm 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 just saying generally, uh I guess they couldn't go back outside after candy. I guess not. I really don't know. They got back put back in that box. Uh what's the next one? Happiness? Uh next one is happiness, which is the, I think this one's a cover of one of East Suman's songs. I think it might be that a, or like it's like a reworking of it. I think I it's definitely I, it's definitely a cover of a older song. It might be Isuman's song. It just might be it might be another person's song, but it's definitely it's a cover of it. But this one became pretty I, popular though. Either yes. way, yes. If I'm being honest, you want me to be real? You don't like it? No, 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 no. You know, it's fan? not for me. I ju- I think that there is potential here. I you know the part I don't like, right? I don't I think the chorus is fun. You like the chorus. I like the chorus is fun. I don't like the whatever the gravel <laughs> thing the is frog going rabbit. on. 
like rapping. Why is there a why is there an eighty year old chain smoker? Why is my uncle the eighty year old chain smoker here? Like, what's going? I don't on? know what the hell is going on there with the eighty year old chain smoker. Like that was a choice. Who's even doing that? I think it's uh Wuya who is God. Poor him. Yeah. The chorus is very fun, which is why I prefer covers of this song. I like the covers of this song. It's mainly because they take out that gravel. Huh. They just take like, out that's like the inhumane chains. to do. Because also, like, you cannot, like, you can't force, especially, like, if you do that now, people are going to be like, what happened to this group? They're going to be like, what is this choice you've made? It is a choice. And when I don't really know. I think the they cute. made. It's, it's like, it's nice H-O-T. to listen to. I love, I think the song is very cute. Other than that bit. And that bit is one of the first bits you hear. True. It's not at the end of the song. It's at the beginning of the song. It's like the first <laughs> verse is sung like and that. And this music video is like so 90s, but also tennis. Like a lot of tennis vibes, and I don't it's know why 90s, they're like, yes, tennis for our theme for this. I'm maybe like, Korea was into tennis in the 90s. maybe maybe when we this opened, there. maybe there was like some like maybe there was a tennis competition happening around the time they did this, and they're like, we're gonna do a maybe tennis. Maybe Korea theme. just like tennis. Maybe, but also that's the baggy, the baggy jeans, the baggy pants, the shirts. You know, just it's the fact Everything. that all the clothes are seven oh sizes god that's, the big. clothes are so yes such big clothing like you can fit all of them in one of those shirts you probably could honestly you could you could fit a mill in like those pants especially also i don't know like why they three... have hijun wearing a hat this whole time like a beanie it has to be hot mm. out it looks like it'd be hot out i mean i'm just saying like i think that after the gravel after the gravel finishes it gets to be a better song that's True. just my opinion which is again why I pref- I think some covers of this are very cute. Super Junior did a cover of this, I think, too. Yes, I'm pretty sure it's they did. It's one of for their sure. earliest. It's one of the earliest Suju songs too. And they don't. Okay, I I I went back to the Super Junior one. They don't do the gravel. Yeah. Obviously they don't because it's Super Junior. Who could even do it? If but yeah, I mean, it's a decent you, song. It's, is one it, the, it's one of the more like songs. Is it sacrilege if I say I think I think like because it, they sound the same because they're kind of this. It's the same song yeah. done by the same company, just with one group instead of another one. Yeah. And because of the gravel, I kind of like the Super Junior version more. Yeah. Not that I don't HOT blame you. is bad. I just think that that one part ruins it for me. And it's so early in the song. Alrighty. All right. It's... Moving on to, um, I think the one that they definitely pushed for when they, uh, recent years, Hope, which I think is definitely one of their bigger fan favorite songs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's definitely like got some nice messaging in it. You know, it's your classic. Oh, it's cute. The music video is dramatic as fuck though. It is. It's seven uh... minutes long. It's seven. We minutes. have a lot of, of, I those... think, church Catholic imagery. Maybe? There's a lot of Catholic <laughs> imagery, which is interesting. I mean, it's... Korea, Korea has Catholics. There's a subset of them, but it's Korea just like. Well, um, I'm just saying that it, there was a choice being made. There were a lot of choices. It feels like a '90s drama in a lot of ways. It does. It They're looks trying like to act. A ni- it's it's filmed like a '90s drama. There's a reason none of these people became the stars Actors. of the generation. Yeah. 
there's a reason none of these people could even make it in early 2000s K-dramas. If you've watched early 2000s K-dramas, you know that K-dramas have come a long way. Oh, God, yeah. Um, I don't know. One of them's dying. There's children crying. There's it's a children that has cancer that's crying. dying. And maybe it's a brother. It's someone's bleeding out of their head. I don't know. There's so much there's a hospital scene that's beat. There's, there's so much rain that's only on, like, half the screen because, you know, budget. There's a girl in a wheelchair that one of the members... Someone's got to sell their prized violin. I don't know. There's so much going on. It almost distracts from the song. I really feel like they wanted... You know what You know what this feels like to me? And this is going to be depressing. Yeah. Um, This is, like, round one... And you want to know what perfected this? Haru Haru by Big Bang. Yeah. Haru Haru by Big Bang is the same thing, but better. Yeah. And I would also say this, no offense to the song. The song is good. The song is fine. Haru Haru is a better song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it seems like they definitely try to be like, oh, well, actually, when you think about it, though, this was released in 1998 at, like, when the financial crisis in Asia really took a hit yes so i'm thinking this might have been a song that they put out in response to that to be like don't lose hope people there are things are gonna come gonna come and then it turned into a fan song but here's the other thing i don't think you need a major financial crisis to put this song out because every group has this song that's like true but i wouldn't be surprised if that inspired it because they seem to have a thing of getting songs put out there inspired by events which we'll talk about with the next song so seems to be a thing sm did i think the next song was a better version of it this just seems like inspiration porn yeah which uh, if you know what that means it just means that it's like it's out here to make you feel sad and what just because and it's not really saying anything it's saying the most generic message there is, and I have songs I like a little bit more that do the same thing. Yeah, it's not so bad. it's just a fine it's song. Just, it's it's fine. fine. And the, I can imagine there are people out there that this is the one that they prefer over the other ones. Because most of these songs sound kind of similar, and the message is the same, and it just depends on which one you like more. I feel like this is one of the I better of imagine... the inspirational porn songs, I would say. I think it's mid it's it's mid, it's, it's but mid. then again, inspirational porn. I'm not saying actual porn, but just the inspirational vibe inspiration songs. They're just you know, they're fine. not the best songs. They're usually ever. fine. They're Most fine. of them are fine. Yeah. There's some of them that I really like that I think are better than others. Personally, I think Haruhar is a better inspiration. Yes, porn I agree. Music video. That's probably the that's probably one hell. of the best ones in out there. Yeah, in my opinion, it is probably one of the best K-pop songs of all time too. But that's another story for another. You're day. that's a bit. Okay. I don't sign off on that. Okay. Of all time? Well, maybe in it's, my opinion, but in your opinion, I can't. You, I, can't I, I think it's fair if you don't like backing. it, though. But no, I think it's it's a very good song. I wouldn't put it in my top, you know, twenty. Okay, I don't know. It's at least top. It's 30. up there. But yeah, fifty definitely. But anyways, yeah, hope is yeah, hope is fine. Hope is fine. hope is fine. Ah, yeah. Again, I think in terms of their songs, I have, like, I would put, in terms of if I'm ranking their songs, I'd put Candy 1, probably... We didn't rank finish their other two songs yet. No, 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 I'm saying so far. Okay. So far. Okay. So far. I'd put Candy 1, maybe Descendants of Warriors 2, We Are the Future 3, Happiness 4, Hope Last. Because I can get over that one part of happiness. And that okay. has energy in it. 
That's my opinion. Okay. The other two songs will fit in there eventually. Fair enough. All right. And then we got uh, Aya, which again, as we talked about, was partially created because of uh, that tragic fire that happened at the kindergarten place. Yes. Um, so I this don't know if it was a school or a summer camp or something like that, but it was, yeah. yeah this is a there. remastered music video, so they have decided to remaster <laughs> this one. Um, I'm so they definitely are inspired by, um, um, honestly, I'd say they're, the um, Soteji influence is still there because they're the rock elements now. Back. And um, we have uh, Heejun with um, Edward Scissorhands? Or Ow. razor hands? Ow. Claws? Yeah. Freddy Krueger? Nah. It's a choice in your, fashion? Your guess, your, your guess is as good as mine because it, <laughs> it, it really just, it's Freddy Krueger but both hands. And it's just <laughs> a joke. Sh- like, never Because the song is good, but I'm just kind of confused well, by the anime imagery. <laughs> the crack anime imagery? that they have them do for the shows and for the music video. I I'm don't, just... I don't know. It, it does not, it, it almost weirdly undercuts the message. It does. I'm like, why because are we, like, th- wh- why is Freddy Krueger here? Why are we doing this to Mooney Jones? He got stuck with some of the shittiest hair choices too. Honestly. Oh, the, the thing with this is that I like this message more than I like this song. Yeah. I agree. I think that the mess, like the the actual Sonic song, is just. I don't. I just feel like I'm being yelled at. Yeah, because like they basically have the rappers the yelling because they're like, "You can't sing; it's they're rock, so you're a shout." And also, you're not rapping, and also they can't really rap yet, so just yell. Yet. <laughs> and I don't like being yelled at, especially in a message song. I think when you yell a message song. It almost makes me kind of resent the met because I'm just like, why are you yelling at me? I didn't do anything. I also like the token white kid, but also the token dad, black dad, with his black kid in the music. I don't know why. It's like they filmed this in like New York City or something. I'm like very confused. I don't know. So many choices were made. They felt part of New York City, but the members aren't in the city streets, but they're in... The other thing with it is that there's also so many close-ups of... This is a nitpick, and this also just might be a nitpick of Oh, the amount of lighting they blast in their faces, too. No. The fact that there's so... You can tell this music video is never meant to be seen in 4K, because there are so many... There is so many close-ups of their face, and none of these boys, I think, has ever seen a a little bit of uh, lip balm. In their lives. No, not even lip balm. Um, it's they caked makeup and foundation on their lips. They did. And, and I like, just what? want to like wipe it off and give them a little bit of lip balm. Because you can also tell their lips are cracking. Because when you see it in 4K, because dear God, for some reason we had to remaster this to the highest quality. I'm like, why is this you can tell shit from this era was not meant to be seen with this many pixels. You can tell I'm not supposed to see their pores. They also have some, like, really decrepit, broken-down house they're standing in front of, too. It's like, I can see the rain light they're singing in front of. It's like, what? I don't know. It just seems like this... I... There was a vision. They executed the vision. I think the vision's a little too on the nose. And the vision is a little too... Maybe subtlety is needed more. Because I think uh, Descendants of Warriors is a better version of this because I do think that it is more I wouldn't call Sense of Warrior subtle. But like the messaging is there. 
And, but I'm not being yelled at. And also not Freddy Krueger hands. True. It's not bad. It's pretty good. But like, am I going to actively look for this to listen to? Eh. Also, um, it's terms of a song specifically called Ah Yeah, not my favorite. Or Ah Yeah. Ah Yeah. Then we got the Magne uh, like screaming at the top of his lungs yeah. again. The song the it's like, all right. Song, I think is better. The they just ask me some of the I rock elements better. I like. And they harmonize decently in the choruses. They're, but like the there are the other parts I'm just like, it's a weird mismatch, man. I feel like there are parts of this that are good. I just feel like they're very short. Yeah. Like I like the harmonies and like parts of it. But then I feel like I get screamed at for two minutes. Also, that song is really long. It is. This song uh, but, is you like know what's longer though? About four minutes. Outside Castle. <laughs> Yeah, Outside Castle. Outside Castle. Uh, I don't think it's their technically, it's their last, I think, like, first Title promoted track. song. But, like, I think they also promoted a couple other songs from the album, too. But, like, I think this was the last bigger one of those releases. Yeah, yeah. this one I actually like a lot. I would love it 100% if someone didn't say the N-word, because I'm pretty sure someone says the N-word in this song. And I'm just like, ah, damn it. We couldn't bastards. get through it. You can't get through it until you, you get one N-word in I'm there. I'm like, oh, fucker. But the rest of the songs, I think it's really good. Like, I, I, I like the straight elements they did on the song. I love, like, how it combines with the little... Like, there is a little bit of... I don't want to say mm-hmm. it's full-on techno, but there's a little bit of that, like... What's that? I don't know how to describe it. It's like, you know, Y2K digital age sound yeah. to it. I think it they actually blend it not too badly together. I gotta like it. Yeah, I kind of um, like it. I think, I think, especially after the last one where it was just so in your face, this is a little more of the subtlety I enjoy. Um, they bring the artistry to this one too in the performance. They do. It's like almost I, like they had an inkling that this might be the last one, so let's actually go off with a bang. Who's to say? Maybe. <laughs> but like, I, I I enjoy this one. It feel it so gives that, me a little bit of goth, a little it, bit. It is. H.O.T.'s discography is giving a little bit of goth. <laughs> taking out things like candy and happiness. I'm sorry, Hope wasn't giving you a little goth? Uh, Hope, Freddy Krueger out know. here being like... Well, no, not Aya. Aya gives me goth. Aya, Hope sorry. Is, Hope not is Hope. wholesome. Sorry, I, I, I said I was about to say, one, I'm like, like um, Hope and happiness give you goth? Aya does. The end of their careers, they definitely went to more of that, like, anime goth aesthetic. I mean, that seems correct for 1999 to 2000. Yeah. Yeah, also the harmonizing of a Hyujun and um, Kangta in this one is, I think, really well done. I think they do a good job with the singing, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I, I think they pair off well to each other. The rapping's not, no one's shouting the rapping. No one is yelling. Or actually, no, maybe a little bit. But, like, it's, it's not too much. It's, it's quick. Not, it's not the entire rap verse. <laughs> yeah. Like, the dancing's so not that, too bad, too, actually. I found the music video. I don't think they remastered yeah, this one yet. They, they haven't should. yet. They should. That'd be an interesting one. Again, I I again, I am questioning whether we should remaster any of them. Yeah, fair, because, but, like, this one's not like, a bad one to do. For what it is, I enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, this so isn't a bad song. It. Not a bad song for them to end no, on, career-wise. I mean, they don't really have... I mean, we didn't... I'm sure they do have bad songs in there. But in terms of the ones that we talked about, none of them are particularly bad. Yeah. So how would you rank them, Maria? Ah, uh, 
Well, I mean, it's kind of like the way I see it is like you're ranking them. It's like it, I feel like ranking them in terms of idol groups is almost like ranking Snow White in terms of comparing them to comparing Snow White to other animated films. No, I just afterwards. mean in terms of in terms of these songs to each other. Oh, these songs to each other. I mean, that's like in terms of this song to. Oh, like, oh, I mean, like one, two. Favorite, oh, I see. What's okay. your favorite HOT song of these? Um, I'll probably say Candy One. I actually do like Outside Castle a lot, so I'll probably give it mm-hmm. two. Uh, this we are the future and descendants. Um, if I had to pick, which one do I listen to more? Uh, probably we are the future three, descendants four, happiness five, I guess six, and hope seven. Probably uh, the third album. I don't, I, there, I like more the B sides on the third album. I know uh-huh. you haven't probably listened to that, but I like more the B sides on the third album mm-hmm. more than the title tracks. Interesting. Yeah. I probably go with that ranking, which I feel like it's not a popular ranking. <laughs> but no. uh I think we just both can agree that Candy is their best song. Candy is probably their best promoted Candy is song their for best. sure. Yeah, Candy is at least their best title track. Yeah. I'm gonna go with that. Yeah, I don't I think that's my I mean, final thoughts on the group. How do you think they did for a first successful boy group? I mean, I think they're pretty good. I think that Again, you do, you can tell that there's a lot of influence. You can tell that this is almost a stepstone group. Because you can tell, you can see the influence of your Soteji. And you can see how in another couple years, you're going to get your TVXQs and your Super Juniors. And I'm just talking about SM. Your Shinwas and all of the. Well, no, Shinwa already, Shinwa, um, is, I almost call them more of a contemporary of them. Yeah, more fair. so than like a like I. I mean, still I they are the next evolution of boy younger. groups at SM. Yeah, though. they are younger. Yeah. Uh, they are a younger group than them, but I almost consider them like a weird, like con- more of a contemporary of them. I'm talking specifically going from the jump of first gen to second gen. Yeah, you can see where that influence comes from. Of like, oh, idol groups are gonna take this part of this group that they like. You can and, see some of the early evolving. elements in HOT. I feel like. Like the early group prototypes, yeah, they had a lot and of the them. early group sound, especially with songs like your candy, like happiness, even like outside castle. You can see like how that influences what groups continue to do into second gen. I mean, even with songs like, I mean, you can see elements of even the song like Ah Yeah in. The evolution of K-pop. Yeah. There's a little bit of rock that comes back here and there. Ever and so present. And also a little bit of screaming that comes back every couple of years. True. Or just involved from screaming to just rap talking. I mean, especially in second gen. the You can see where the influence of rap keeps going from your Sotiji, which actually had decent rapping, to this, which is eh, to second gen where they also had eh. You and then it got I mean? a little bit better in third gen. Got a little bit better in third gen. Third gen actually had rappers. Fourth gen is weird because, like, you're either getting people that are actual rappers or your second gen level rappers, which is nothing. And then you have the rise of popularity of Korean rap in Korea when it's then like you, have, you can't. That's an entire separate yeah. And thing. then so the, what makes rap good in Korea changes <laughs> a lot. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, overall, I say not. They're actually not a bad group to listen to. They're not bad. I think it's interesting. It's an interesting time capsule to listen to. And I can, I I can understand the elements that have persisted. Yeah, like the songs that continue to be covered by this group make perfect sense. Yeah, and like people continue to like they they continue to be a group that people talk about less so. But I can also kind of understand why, especially a current a, a current modern audience. That if you get into K-pop right now, this isn't going to appeal to you. And I can understand that. It's very of its time. It really is. It's like, it just screams like, uh, essentially, 90s. 90s influence. It's just, fu- it's funny to me how much it screams just 90s. But it's like, it's like a nice, because like, I was a little kid. We were both little kids when that happened. Um, So... Yeah, overall, I think not too bad. I mean, clearly it was successful enough to get them pretty goddamn popular and really upstart, you know, SM Entertainment. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah. Yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. And really set the, uh, I think, the normal five-member formula in K-pop. Or 5-7, you know, right around that group range. All right, moving on to uh, the first... And probably the first super successful girl idol girl group that SM Entertainment also decided to uh, be like, let's do this. But this time, woman. Just woman. So that's where, where you get SES. Uh, the members of SES. Now, yes, SES is an acronym. And it stands for the members' names. We have Bada, which her name means C in Korean. So there's one S. Eugene the e and then we got shoe as the other s so there you go acronym but this time they're stage names acronym but actually an acronym yes uh the fandom name was called friend because again early idol days in korea you might as well early idol days you just pick words and their official color was pearl purple which is a very specific kind of purple i guess which again now is beginning to like you get into the specific like, I like that we go from white, which isn't a color. White's not technically a color. To, yeah. To uh, pearl purple, which is a very specific color. It's a light color. I like the color purple, though. I, I do. I like it. But it is a very specific shade of purple. All right. So for SES, um, they probably arguably released more stuff than... Uh, actually, no, maybe just about... With, um, they released so about the same, but also have had uh, a reunion that HOT didn't have. True. A reunion album. So, SES, the first album. That one was in, like, 97. Sue, Eugene, C. The second album, 98. Love, the third album, uh, 99. A Letter from Greenland, 2000. Surprise, I think, was 2000 or 2001. Choose My Life, uh, you, which is 2001, and then Shu Eugene C slash dot dash friend, which is another special album, which is uh, 2002. And then they have their Remember SES 20th Anniversary Special Album, which I guess is like their eighth, sure, something like that. Sure. And then some notable something songs like from that. them uh, Cause I'm Your Girl. Dreams come true, twilight sound, love, be natural, just a feeling, at soul to soul, or at least I think it's notable, and then paradise. All right, some brief history again. It was nineteen. A little shorter than the history of HOT, where we had to go into the history of Lee Suman's life. 
Yeah, a little bit, so you get the context. This one, not as much, Holy because... Holy Suman. Yeah, he's Suman, man. Uh, 1997, the year the beloved Princess Diana died. The, the year of birth for three random men known as Kun Pimuk, Bu Wakul, Yan, Wan Yibo, and John Jong Kuk, which never heard of those people. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Many- Kun Pimuk may or may not be known as Bam Bam. And Bam Bam. Um, I'm like, yeah. that's just, I'm like, are you really out here trying to say Bam Bam's real name? Yeah. But yes, um, I love I love us just bringing up those three men. Three men we've never heard of. Never heard of before. And, and of course, it was the year the UK <laughs> gave knows. back control of Hong Kong to China. Big geopolitical news there. <laughs> like- uh, so Isumando was busy. Crafty, and also, and also me, Kayla, and Maria were one. Yes, we were all one. We're a few months to the year of one yes. between that time. Uh, Thank somehow. You. And so, then at Isuman, he already had one successful boy group and what he formed in his idol system. He was not content, though, with just one group. He wanted a girl group trained in the same system he developed, which first led to the uh, discovery of Bada, discovered by Isuman when he saw her perform at her performing arts, art, ha, arts high school in 1996, and then he shortly after her uh, afterwards offered her a recording contract. And this was a saving grace for her, because uh, at the time she was living in poverty in a container home for nine years that was provided by a local church. And, it was ha- and this happened when her trot singer father, Chase Haywell, fell ill and couldn't do the singing thing anymore. Um, I think he might have had some form of cancer or some other long-term illness but yeah so yeah um bada wasn't wealthy she was roughing it for a while before her big break um meanwhile isuman also received an audition tape from a girl straight from the island of guam and that was eugene who was born in seoul and then moved with her family to be with her grandfather in guam in 1992 where she learned english and attended school there until about september 97 right before coming back to join ses and then she did eventually graduate high school in 1999, apparently with Pirate Mark. So good for her. And meanwhile, yeah. there was one more girl who managed to audition at SM, you know, the usual audition way. A alleged ethnic Korean from Japan. Ethnic Korean slash may have Japanese ancestry, kind of unsure. Because based on some websites, they say both of her parents were ethnically Korean or just one of them was. Either way, that was Shu. And so the girlies had a quick little idol trading smackdown, and then they debuted in November 28th of 1997. Mm -hmm. And so the concept for Cause I'm Your Girl was very cutesy at the time, and the fashion the girlies um, had was very very influential. I had fun writing this. I couldn't tell. Take a wild guess who the it girl was, Sammy. Who was the it girl from this fashion that you saw in this music video, potentially? We can get to it. Oh, God. It's like, take a wild guess who the it girl was. I won. Oh, no. I fucking wonder. Who it was. We'll get to it. We'll Um, get to it. Also, the rap section in this song was performed by a young Eric and Andy pre-debut to their, to Shinwa, which is SM's next boy group, but we're not talking about them in this episode. Probably in a future episode, because Shinwa has a very long history. Mm-hmm. Uh, so also some other tidbits. Uh, the dream, the song "Dreams Come True" uh, was came off their second album. It was a cover of Finnish pop group's Nylon Beats, "Like a Fool." I think this is the first instance where SM bought the rights to a international song that I know of, and then used it for their own artists to promote. So there's that, that would become a thing that they do. Yes, that's a very common thing that they do. Um, 
we'll probably mention it in the SM episode too as extra tidbit there. Yeah. But yeah, um, their third album marked them dyeing their hair blonde, which apparently, which they apparently spontaneously the members decided to do because they were like, fuck it, we want to be blonde. And that caused them to be banned from TV shows. And, and that was the case until fans were basically just like, what the fuck, guys? And then that ban of having blonde hair was lifted. Um, so there you go. Look at that. E- SES um, getting rid of uh, stupid bands uh, for some reason. Uh, I want to point out, though, um, HOT did have some crazy wacky hair. They were never blonde, but they definitely had, like, orange hair. Moody they June did. especially had, had some really wacky. They had a lot. He had he had ha- oh God, <laughs> he had some hair. wacky hair he that they did to him. The poor wack. guy. All of them had some wacky yeah, hair. Yeah, Kanta had especially. the most sane hair though. I would say his. Well, I don't think yeah, they ever dyed Kanta, his hair. Kanta has what I like to call the. Um, it's a very common thing you find in a lot of boy groups, which is what I call the unwoo effect, which is that... No, uh, this was before pretty... unwoo, though. It is, but I'm saying I, ca- I call it now the unwoo effect, uh-huh. which is the fact that they can't do anything super crazy with him because he's considered the moneymaker and the face. If it's, like if he can't get jobs, they're fucked. A lot, you see that a lot with a lot of the idols that are currently now have to constantly be actors. Rowan has the same problem. He can never have wacky hair. So that's one consistent, and frankly, some of them maybe don't really want to. Some of them don't really want to, yeah. but some of them notably don't do it, never have, because I, like, the company can make, like, essentially tell them to dye their hair, and for the most part, they'll, they will dye, they're willing to dye their hair, but they will only dye their hair other, like, Or if they're gonna change their hair, colors. it's gonna be, if they're an actor subtle. or something, it's gonna be subtle hair changes, or, it's like, something that's, changes. like, makes them look professional still. Yeah, it's subtle hair changes. Like, they can do a dark gray. I think Onu has done gray. But that's just because you can turn your hair back to black very quickly and it won't Or, like, really even brown. Anything. Brown you could probably get away with, too, honestly. Yeah, I don't think he's even done brown. Wow. I think he's only done, like, this dark, very dark color. I think he's had some blue. Some, like, dark blue. Uh, I don't remember exactly. But, like, uh, for someone like that, someone like that, or, like, a Roan, someone that's very known for being that classic Korean handsome... Whereas in other actors, like, I've seen Park Ji-hoon was blonde in a show, but that's also part of the show. But, like, generally speaking, some are allowed to do a little bit more, but some of them stay that classic. And I can understand that they kind of wanted, you know, we can have the wacky members, but Kangta's gonna stay the, 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 Korean, the, the Korean beauty standard one. Yeah, I mean, even with the member that they did choose to be the Korean beauty standard in SES, they had her, like, dye hair, though. Like, she, her hair was dyed and shit, so, like, Yeah, I guess, but, like, you know. SES, I'm gonna say now, SES did not have as crazy of a hair, and they don't do that to girl groups as often, to have the crazy, insane, ridiculous hair moments. H.O.T.'s hair looked stupid. <laughs> SES's hair kind of just was a different color, but similar. Well, style. they had some the interesting hairstyles. Some of the styling they were interesting, but like the at the end of the, but at the end of the day, they could take out the hair pins that are pinning them in, and their hair usually looks kind of normal. HOT had some stupid hair, and it was cut that way. True, <laughs> it was cut that way. It had you had to wait for that shit to grow. Yeah. It's like, oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Moving on. Moving on. Um, I would... S- oh god, wait, where's my place in this document? Um, okay, uh, so, um... 
Karate SM uh, then in 1999 decided to have SES debut in Japan because conveniently they have a member who could speak Japanese because she lived there her whole life or something like that. They released two albums. I wouldn't say they were not commercial successes, but I would say they were moderate, but they... They were moderate, they were but it is, it is still okay. It is still the point that SM would not really reach the Japanese market until BOA. Yeah, it would still take a few. Like it still. They takes tried years though. They until, definitely they tried. tried. They. This was not a full on failure. No, it wasn't a full on failure. But it is still failure. correct to say that Boa. Before someone brings up Boa, before someone is out here being like, "Well, Boa." Anyway, this like, one yeah, made sense because they already had a member Boa that spoke works. Japanese, yeah. so it was just like, "All right, let's use her. Utilize her yeah. language talents." somehow yeah. which again this was not a failure but like boa would still it would take until boa for it to really for k-pop and j and the japanese market to like fully intermingle the way they are now oh yeah um let's see here what else do they have uh yeah and then they actually released their 4.5 surprise album actually does have korean versions of some of their japanese songs and that's what nice. most of the album is. So, like, that's a first, too, of, like, being like, hey, let's re-release yeah, these songs. The, in the... Usually it's the other way around. Yeah, usually. Usually Japan gets just Korean, ver uh, Japanese versions of all their Korean songs. Oh, yeah. And then uh, the group disbanded in 2002. However, Shu was the only one that remained until 2006 at SM. Uh, the members also did appear for the uh, Infinitely Challenge uh, Saturday is for Singers special in 2014. Which was their back to, the first back to nineties episode, minus Eugene though, because Eugene was pregnant at the time. So makes sense. You have a baby, maybe you can't really be doing some dancing. Um, I think it was uh Soyeon from uh Girls Generation that came in and took her place at the time. So Soyeon performed with Bada and Shu for that episode. And then in two thousand six, two thousand seven, all the three members had their twentieth anniversary comeback and album under SM Entertainment, and they did pretty much promotions until Bada got married, I guess, that year. <laughs> uh, so, so, speaking of the solo adventure, Shu stayed with SM until 2006, and she basically focused on features and songs and a few acting and hosting roles here and there. She married a basketball player, Im Hyo-sun, and had her son, Im Yu, in 2010. She married uh, Hyo-sun in 2010 as well. And she had twin daughters, uh, Ra-yul and Ra-hee, in 2013. Her kids and Eugene's daughter actually did appear on the show Return of Superman in 2017. I think, I think Eugene's family, her daughter, her first daughter at the time she had, and her husband were on the show. And then I think uh, Shu and her daughters appeared as like special guests or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then Shu uh, got into some legal trouble. In 2018, Shu was found to have been gambling overseas for several years. And not just little bitty gambling, like actually a lot of money. Uh, like, I'd say, I think it went into the six figures, I'm pretty sure. Like six figures USD gambling. Yeah. Uh, she was sentenced in 2019 to two years probation and 80 hours of community service. And then later on, like the most recent thing I saw about that was that she was ordered in 20, I think it was May of 2020, she was ordered by the court to pay back 340 million won of gambling debt, which I think in USD is about like $34,000. Ish, yeah. Still a good chunk of money. Um, she still laid a lot low. of money to accrue in gambling debt. Yeah, um, she, she at some point she clearly got a little bit too gambling happy and... Yeah. yeah. And then recently it's I noticed this year. It's an addiction like any other. Yeah. 
I noticed this year in 22 in 2022, she became an ambassador for ambassador solve gambling problems. So I guess this is her redemption era now. So then she could eventually do more things in the public eye. So yeah, um, hopefully it sounds like though, based on the amount of money she gambled, it was more so of a problem. So hopefully she's been able to get away from that habit and not, especially for the sake of her kids. Like, mm-hmm. I think her two daughters are like about nine now. So like, yeah, by that point, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good for her to change her life around. Yeah, but that's also why she's been out of the public eye pretty much yeah. since 2018, and hence why oh, SES. Yeah. Well, I don't think SES was going to do much together. Again, I think I they only came back. I think SES was out here for their 20th anniversary. Like they, I think the only thing um, they were, she was screwed her out over was it, doing some more family variety shows at this point. Yeah, that's the only thing. But also, who yeah. knows if that's really something her family, especially with her children being now getting older. That she wants to do even of, at this point. That, no. no, that the, her kids want to do. Yeah, no, I don't think because so. Because by this point, if at nine, you kind of have, you can have an, like Return of Superman, they're lucky none of the, like they're. The good thing for that show is that they're those kids are so young they can't really have an opinion. True. They they just sort of. Hear, it seems like they but, they do that show where they like pretty much only film on the weekends for the most part, and then like yeah. But that's the other thing is like those kids can't really have an opinion. They're they're toddlers. True. A nine year old can just be like no. But they do stop. A lot of them stop after a certain age. Though. Yeah, they stop after a certain age, which I think is good for the yeah. kids. Yeah, because at yeah, some point no, the kids the are going to For the like, SES was out here, just did their, uh, that special album as their, as their, uh, 20th, re- 20th year anniversary. Yeah. And that did really feel like a one-off, hey, this is a celebration. Yeah. Not a, hey, we're gonna come back. Yeah, no, they got their own personal stuff. It's probably like, well, we're still youngish enough to still kind of do some dance moves, so let's like, just Like, we're going to do, like, and also, can. like, this is a big moment. This is 20 years. Like, like yeah, sure, let's come back and do stuff. And yeah, it's like, Essence going to let us do it? All right, fuck it, let's do it. They still have the rights to generation just did the same thing. All right. and Similar thing. We got Eugene. She left SM in 2022 and basically has mostly focused on acting on TV, hosting, and doing an OST here and there. She re- actually released a couple beauty books, uh, one in 20, 2009 and one in 2011. She actually recently appeared in Penthouse War and Life. She did. She did. She did. I don't know how good of an I actress see. she is, but she She's appeared. She's a good that. actress. She's a good actress. She's actually good? I enjoyed her character. I mean, the okay. <laughs> so, we have a lot of opinions on the Penthouse. Yeah. The Penthouse 1 and 2... Are two very good shows. Was she on any of those she, seasons? Or she no? was on all three of those seasons. Mm. She played so her character is the character is sort of the how do I put this? She is one like she is one of the three main characters. Okay. She is probably in that first season, like the main character that first season. Okay, interesting. She is her and her daughter. In a weird way, it is the fact of like she is like almost the point of view character because she is being introduced to the world of the penthouse. By the third season, she's not in that much of the show because her character spoilers, but also not spoilers because it's been years since that sh- that show aired last year and we've talked only i've only talked shit about it she died since it came out she died oh wow and 
she dies in like the fifth like she dies pretty early in that season wow that's dramatic but that show is shit the third season of that show was absolute garbage all right so i guess it was a good thing she died off then (laughs) oh no what her death is one of the stupidest things like her death is one of the stupid decisions made and also every decision she made before her death is also one of the stupidest decisions made. <laughs> so much of that all of that third Sounds season Sounds like shitty is writing. Shit. All of that third season is shit. Everything about that third season is shit. The first two seasons are wonderful, they're fun, they're dramatic, they're great. The third season garbage. Garbage. Don't <laughs> waste your time. So I guess watch her in the first drama. two seasons then. It wa- it won worst drama of our awards last year, Maria. It Jeez. was garbage. So just watch her in the first two seasons then. Yeah, the um, first two seasons actually tell a very complete story. You have like one or two loose ends. So let's just pretend she doesn't die season. then. <laughs> and like don't just... Well, no, by the end of the second season, she's in prison. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, look so, at that. Like, well, it's because she threw a girl out a window. Oh, okay. Lovely. She threw a teenager out a window. Sorry. And Jesus. then dropped like a hundred stories into a statue. That show is wild. Oh. I loved it. It was great. I recommend the first two seasons only. Jesus. That's all, all right. I'm going to say. And anyway, she actually married. Good uh, for her. Ki Taeyun, who was her leading man in the 2009 drama she was on called Creating Destiny. So that's kind of cute. And she had, and she has had her daughters, Rohi. In 2015, who was the one there? I think it's so far their only child that appeared on TV, and then Rodin in 2018. And her family was on Return of Superman in 2016. And actually, because of an interesting little controversy that came up that she cleared right away, she stated that she was a member of the Korean Christian Baptist Church not to be associated with the Evangelical Baptist Church of Korea, which has had ties to the Sewol disaster. So apparently people were speculating, because this ties into a lot of political stuff. It's the Sewol conspiracy stuff that we don't have time for, which is a whole other topic in of its own. own And also the fact that she's also just not a part of that church. She's fine. Her, she's fine. Yeah, but that Evangelical Baptist Church, many people consider it to be a cult, to put it It that way. Um, it is. It sounds like it is, based on what it I is. heard. And, and there, I guess it was a key from guy who was involved I, with the From everything I know well. about, yeah, from everything I know about that church, it is a cult. Yeah. So she clarified she's not part of that church, not tied to Saywell in that way. Yeah. She's just part Kinda of a different. Kind of sucks she had to throw She's her just hat part of a that, different but, uh, Baptist yeah. church. A little bit of clarifying. Again, yeah. A little bit of clarifying. Nothing too bad. All right. And then Bada. Um, the oldest member. She went on to release the most music uh, solo of the three. She released like four albums. She starred in a lot of musicals and has made uh, a few variety show appearances. She was actually a vocal coach on the on the competition show Idol School, and she also recently worked on a remix of Dreams Come True for the writing portion of it in SM. So yep. she's kind of dipping her toe back into SM's good graces, which is interesting. Yeah, and then yeah, in her I- first. In her personal life, she married a finance a franchise restaurant owner nine years, her okay. junior, in 2017, and she had Ooh. a daughter in 2020. I mean, congrats Good. to her for having a daughter in her 40s. I don't know how she did it, but good for you, girl. Yeah, right for her. She's. I get all these women very successful living their best lives. And they all have daughters. 
And Except they all for, only have daughters. Plus, plus Shu's son. But plus all of them son. have daughters, which a is daughter. funny. Okay. I love it. I kind of love SES it. It's SES 2.0. It's like you planned. But anyways, yeah, she seems to be doing well. I have no idea who the franchise restaurant owner is. It seems like his... I mean, I, things I, a secret, that's his but, uh, privacy, yeah. and, you know, I think that every... That's the one thing I will give <laughs> Korean laws is, like, the fact that we just don't know some of these people's spouses or parents or any of that nonsense. Good. Keep the privacy laws. I don't think we should. If they don't want to be known to the public, yeah. they don't need to be. Yeah, I think they only make it public if it's already a famous celebrity person. If it's or already a famous celebrity eye. or if it's someone that's going to, like, appear on Return of Superman or if it's somebody that's going to be involved in their career. Yeah. It's never really something that's just, like, leaked to the public. Yeah. The thing that always surprises me is, like, there are... I mean, if like, he's a franchise holder, though, she's she's good on money. She's good for money. Yeah, she can do whatever the fuck she wants. It depends. Yeah. It depends on how that franchise is doing. Well, it could be good. I mean, if I'm saying a, it could be great. she's a franchise restaurant owner... Yeah, it could be great. All right, so what are let's go to the, the all right songs. the songs starting off with their first debut song, which ironically also became their big hit because I'm your girl. Uh, that song <laughs> is one of the most nineties. It is so nineties. I've ever seen it is. It gives all the nineties. It is literally so nineties. Um, the it's it's kind of it's kind of like wholesome. You know, they do the, it's I very like watching cute. the performances where they it's do the little jumping sweet. jacks dance, shimmy. I'm like, okay, I see you. You yeah. work out. And the fashion, the fashion, the, the hair. Fashion. Bada, but- they gave her some nice strands of hair in front of her face and then that like poof tie in the back. Yeah. I mean, I, again, I'll give it this. I'm going to put it out here. You were saying anything about, like, their hair compared to the H.O.T. hair... Better. ...is perfectly normal, Much better. Wise. Like, if anything, they, Bot is the one that's more a little bit experimental. But at, yeah, and, but like, at the end of the guided. day, I think if you, like, take the poof out and brush it out a little bit... It <laughs> it's like normal. normal hair. It just nor Like, she can go home at the end of the day and be <laughs> fine. I, there are members of HOT that could not go home and just live a normal life. Also, their fashion is hair. pretty appropriate, actually. The fashion is perfectly Like, I'm watching this music video, and it's actually like, okay, they're mostly covered. They're, they're wearing matching it outfits. Just, it also just kind of, it's also just boring, because it's kind of boring. And they're, like, wearing some clothes that I think I definitely wore in, like, the early 2000s. Like, yeah, some of the it's, clothing. it's fine. It's baggy. Like, the... the the clothes are fine. They function as clothes. They're nothing to write home about. I wouldn't call this the like fashion icon music video. It's probably one of the first in a fine. box music videos. I will give them they're that. They're very in a box. They are literally dancing in a box. In a box. <laughs> it, it's it's like it genuinely looks like a box because you actually see the ceiling sometimes. <laughs> so they're like you can't even make the illusion. They're literally in a box. Or like in between two random walls, they're like serenading they're actually, the camera. Also pr- I'm like, okay, a, we got. Where maybe are we it's finding because random it's three of them? maybe because it's three of them um the box looks so small it does i think it's just because there's three of them so they didn't want to give them like a massive box but dear god the box looks so tiny it's like okay can you tell who the uh face of the group is from this music video 
Hmm, I wonder. Is it the one that actually looks like a normal person? <laughs> yes, you're correct. It is Eugene. Really Congratulations. Yeah, Eugene with like long, luxurious blonde. Like, I mean, the only other thing they did was give her like a beanie hat in this music video. Things? Otherwise, she looks absolutely normal. I mean, you have the poof, and then you have whatever <laughs> weird pigtails they gave. Um, what's her name? Um, shoe. Uh, shoe. Uh, I mean, see, song-wise, they have the random rap break them, like, just like, none of them why does someone bad. sound like a gargoyle? A There's bit. no gargoyles. <laughs> it's interesting. It's a choice. I just, again, do I think that it is, like, a standout career-defining song? I think it's career-defining because of what it did. It's career-defining because it was popular. I don't think was there was popular. too much about it that was do like... I think, do I yes. love it as a song? I find it a little bit just like a 90s girl pop song. It's a nice pop song. The it's public fine. liked it. Clearly, they got yeah. a bunch of fans. It's like, all right. It's fine. Just cute girls dancing in a box, you know? it's That's the vibe. Yep. You know, wholesome. So next, they went simple. Yes. And, and then for the... <laughs> And now we go. And then we to... go to Dreams Come True, which is a cover of the Swedish pop song. It's not an Espa song for anybody asking because you're it's not an Espa song. Not an Espa this was song. a this Shut was originally Espa song. is a copy of a copy. It's a copy. It's a cover of a cover. It's a cover even of a cover. Though, like, even though the Espa version of this song is in and of itself diff very different than the SES version of the song. Yeah. Again, I like the, the SES version more. Oh, yeah. I like the SES version more, but I, 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 I don't know why. I'm, like, I stupidly love this song. And I know I shouldn't, but I really stupidly love this song. I I like this less than I like because I'm your girl. Really? I think it's fine. I don't know why I stupidly love this song. I just, there's something about the, I don't know. It's just something about it that's just so camp. There's really something about it that's just really How camp. do you defend the ending? Oh, you mean the chipmunk rap? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I can the... defend the chipmunk rap, but I just, okay. uh, I don't know. I, I just, just wanted like, to yeah. acknowledge, I just wanted to acknowledge the fever <laughs> dream that is the chipmunk rap. Like, can we talk about we... this music video, though? <laughs> Everything They clearly were like, we're going to play with 3D while the boys are filming their movie. Yeah, well, they took some of the assets off of that video. 3D movie. They were like, eh, this movie doesn't need all of this special effect. So we're going to have the girls do some dancing in long white dresses. And then uh, we're alien planet, a hum 3D humans being born. Some of you have know. 3D wings that are clear and sparkly. Like... <laughs> The visuals, there's like some alien planet and then we got these chicks on billboards or something. I don't know what the fuck's going on here. Like I'm watching these visuals again and I'm just like, this looks like the level to like a final level of a video game. You got to defeat like the feet, like the, the, the evil baddie, you know? Yeah. Like I'm looking at this. I'm like, this looks like a nineties video game, but, it, but this, this ain't no final fantasy seven. No, it's something again, else. It's still better than the Espa song. The Espa version, because I think the Espa version just is boring. It's even more boring to me, because they... I Which is interesting. It, the instrumental is more lively on the Espa version, but I do find that they sound more bored, mm. and so I'm less interested. I've also determined watching this music video, they make Shu the Moon Jin of this group in terms of hairstyling. 
everyone has one. But also, again, I will take her hair over Moonhee Jin's any day. Mm -hmm. It is less mean what they do to her hair. True. Like, her hair just looks like if you took it out of the hairstyle it was in, it would be fine. Like, it still looks like it's a normal length and not cut ridiculously. Moonhee Jin will have his hair five inches shorter in the back than the front. And it's cut like that. And I'm like, sir, how do you live your life? It's also interesting, too, the fact that there's, like, three of them. Like, I thought about that watching this that thing. I'm just like, the dancing must be interesting when it's just only three of them. I mean, it is. It does limit the dancing immensely because they are just sort of dancing in a line. Like, there isn't really that many Also, for this rap, they have like, a 3D alien wrapping along. Yeah, the 3D like, alien. That's, again, why I asked the question. Why do they have like, an alien, Like, you're, you love this song? Is that a holdover from the Swedish version? You know, it could have been. We need to double that check that. That might be a holdover. Because they keep it in the Espa version, too. The alien's also there. Like, we gotta have the alien rap, guys. It's not it's the, not alien this, rap it's not the is cover essential. of a song about the stupid alien rap. Also, apparently the galaxy is pixelated and filled with binary numbers. I don't know how else to I don't comment know. this. It's so whatever. So next is Twilight Zone. Coming in the Twilight Zone. I actually like this one a lot. I enjoy this one. Uh, this one actually has, has not been uh, remastered. Which is a goddamn shame because like it should be. This also has 3D imagery for some reason. It was it, we were getting to Y2K, Maria. I blame that. Probably. I blame Y2K. But this is like their edgy era. This is their edgy era. This is their slight of, edge era. So far, it's my of the ones like as we're going. I'm sort of giving my opinion of all these relative to each other. It's my favorite song of the first three. I actually, I, I do guess, like Twilight Zone, though. I don't know. I stupidly love Dreams Come True, but Twilight Zone's honestly one of their better but Twilight Zone is up there. I think, again, I think that they're, like, I mean, as time goes on, a group always gets more better and everything else. I think uh, it's just more interesting. It's lively. You got a lot it's more mature on. for them. It's more like, mature. it feels like it's of their age, though. It's, like, appropriate yeah. mature. It's that like, yes, I, I am fresh out of high school and I feel like young. a badass. Let me experiment in my fashion, you know? It's giving, again, it's giving Y2K in also in terms, it's giving such late 90s in terms of the fashion too. And like, it's actually starting to like, be interesting. They're not dressed identical. They're True. dressed in a vibe more so than the same outfit three times. That is True. I don't know. I like the I like the vibes of this song too. I like them instrumental. I like their singing. Yeah, they have the great thing, singing. This. The thing I will take with them, and this is just a thing with girl groups a lot of times as well, as opposed to your boy groups, you can see that they are far more limited in terms of their, uh, in terms of their musical catalog as opposed to your HOTs. And that is not their fault. That is the company's fault. No, if anything, though, SE, oh, you mean limited in terms of, like, what kind of songs they do? Because, like, I think they put out more songs than H.O.T. No, 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 possibly. no, not in terms of quantity. I'm talking in terms of types. You of look stuff. at H.O.T. You look at H.O.T. You're getting your, um, what's it called? 
you're descendants of warriors, then candy, then we are the future, then happiness, then like these are very different songs being able to show very different sides of themselves. These girls are more limited and that is I not their fault. That is absolutely not what I'm saying. They are fine. Like they knock all of this out of the park. But again, I do think SM is also just not using them to their full potential because I think they can do something a little bit different. No, and yeah. I think especially now in K-pop, people are so used to seeing concept changes that I think this is just very much staying in its lane. I mean, the fact that this was considered to be edgy of the time too for girls is just like, <laughs> it's just so laughable. But I honestly love it for them. They do great. It's a great yeah, they song. Do great. I they think it's overall a better song. Yeah, no, it's better. I'm just saying in terms of, I can see them being limited. And I think that that is like overall it's not the songs are good but i'm just i'm making an observation more than anything else you know yeah. what i mean yeah no that's a good observation though honestly because i do think that like these are two groups that are around the same time they're contemporaries of each other they're both sm's favorite uh, favorite no sm's first group of each gender yes and i think you can see the pattern of how sm is going to be treating the groups of each gender going forward oh yeah the, the boy groups do a lot more range of stuff and the girl groups are slightly more limited into their niche tis true tis true true and i'm not saying that the group is at fault i am just making an observation for what sm is doing this is an sm problem not a group problem no, I agree. This is the SM likes to keep the girls a little bit more in a box or in a concept more than the mm -hmm. dudes, I think. And I think maybe that is because of their general public popularity. Maybe it's because you don't want to upset the general public with a different type of song. Or you don't want to risk the bit, you know, you risk all the risk. bread and the biscuit for uh Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to the boys which have like a more stable fan base for the group where that fan base is going to be more open to the group doing something different whereas the general public is just sort of the general public doesn't care about the group they care about the music and speaking of uh you know the song the that might have broken the biscuit a little bit but ultimately was a favorite with the general public love also came from the same album as twilight zone i mm -hmm. i like really like both of these promoted songs so i was just like we gotta talk about them both yeah Love is they like a mature out? version of I'm Your Girl. And I think that's... It is. Yeah. And I think that's great for them. Uh, they were allowed outside. They were. In the, uh, on the rooftop of buildings, I guess. Sure. For whatever reason. I don't know if that's safe, but you know. I mean, we do performances on helicopter pads. Yes, we do. We stare at the sky with our arms stretched on rooftops. We're in a limousine, maybe. Just mm -hmm. moving around, strutting back and forth. We're sitting on a chair on a rooftop, I guess. Yeah. Doing a lot Again, of shit outside. Just, it is. They're sitting on a chair. <laughs> They're on dancing in like clothing that I think a bunch of kids in the early 2000s in college would wear. Probably. You know, you know, they're just it's your everyday fine. average girl. And I, I think that's a good point this. too, the market. They do market them as kind of like your everyday average girl from the get-go. And that is, I think, partially where you get that general public. Yeah. Um, it's giving like sweet... Um, so it, re it very much reminds me of the late 90s, like, pop princess wars of the uh, U.S. True. Take take away Britney, because Britney was obviously the queen, and Britney was, like, beyond this. It's giving <laughs> your 
Christina, Jessica Simpson, Mandy Moore, that era of I like, mean, sweet, I don't know. Would sweet. I compare Christina though in the same category as Jessica Simpson oh, and Mandy in Moore? That early era? She was a better vocalist, but in terms of how she was marketing herself, yeah. In okay. that early era, not in the okay. later era. Yeah, in true. The early era. Where all of them had fucking like were like virginal sweet girls singing about like, you know, I love maybe we'll kiss. It's giving Maybe we'll that. kiss, but maybe we'll bang. <laughs> no, maybe we'll out. kiss, but we definitely won't Release bang. Release the beast in me. <laughs> no, they definitely... They, we definitely won't bang, but we definitely are banging on the side. But we like, won't bang, you know, but we, we won't Jesus. tell you to your face we're banging. We keep it secret. <laughs> but it's giving that, like, era. And this is the same era. So I can see the, like, the fact that this is all, like, such similar music. Not... So, about to say, Friends was released a few years after this. I'm like, it's giving Friends a little bit. <laughs> Maybe because are they in New York City? I have no fucking idea what. I they don't are, know. But I don't it think it's giving... Soul. It's definitely not Soul. They're somewhere. They're somewhere, but um, the thing is, I feel like I'm running out of things to say about the music because you know how I said they got pigeonholed. And I mean, I will say, I feel like this has also is kind good. of become a fan song too. It has. But, like, I think I it's one of the better fan song options. Yeah. yeah. If we had to I'm choose. I'm just saying, generally speaking, I think we're running out of, like, different things to talk about in terms of, like, themes and everything. Because the songs are getting a little more. I mean, of 90s songs, I think they're pretty good for the 90s. They're good 90s songs, yes. Yeah. But they are pigeonholing them. Although I don't think they start to pigeonhole them after this point, though. Um, let's talk about Be Natural. Be Natural, which is not a Red Velvet song for anybody else. It's not a Red Velvet song. It's a fucking SES song. Get that out of your head. Red Velvet did um, a cover. I will say one thing. I'm just telling you uh, that because so many cover, people are like, it's a Red Velvet. Red, no, it's not a Red Velvet it song. It's a well, cover. I'm going to say one thing. The Red Velvet, you, I will give the benefit to uh, the Espa remixer. The Espa remixer put in a little bit of work. The instrumentation's different. Everything is updated. The Red Velvet cover is a cover. It's a straight cover. It's literally, literally changed nothing because like there isn't identical. anything to change. The song is great. The it's OG good, song is fucking fantastic. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, Dreams Come True is also, Dream Come, like, you, like, there is a straight cover here. I'm just saying that, like, no one tried anything new. No one did anything to Which, the I mean, that they should have tried something cover. with Red Velvet, you know. I'm saying Red, like, the SES, like, it's identical, and I also think they kind of make... I don't know if it's maybe just because Red Velvet were, like, brand new at the time, but... Red and because Velvet, based on I, the conspiracy theory we have, that they rushed their debut. That they rushed their debut. So probably like, quick! I we gotta throw never, something out! Wait, what can we do? Wait, I'll yeah, cover! Yeah, we no, gotta no, show no, them the Velvet side, specific. quick! This is very, this is very specific. I think they made Red Velvet sing like SES because there are parts of this where I'm like, this sounds identical. Mm -hmm. Even the way they're singing. And I don't know if it's just maybe that... Well, they actually did... These... I just thought about it. They did have Taeyeon, um from uh, NCT, NCT as a feature, yes, I think. That's, so that's the only, the only other thing they different did different. I'm talking in terms of just the song bit. Yeah. Like the production. No, there's a man in... There's a guy in this. He just has, he just wrote a rap instead of what the rap that this is, I think. I don't know if the raps are identical, but there's a man in this. Okay, yeah, good point. There's a man in the in SES's Be Natural. I don't know who it is. 
I'm just, I just assume it's either Andy or Eric, but they just don't Probably. You don't see him in the video, so I don't know who it is. But, like, yeah. I don't know if he... I, I can't remember if Taeyeon wrote a rap, if it sounds anything like this. I wouldn't be surprised if they made him rush something out so it wasn't exactly identical. But in yeah. terms of, like, the the vocals even sound the same. And I don't know if it's just because maybe they rushed this and they were just like, I don't know. And the girls were just like, I don't know, we'll just sound like SES, it's fine. Or if they were just, the voices are similar, but they sound identical. They do. I do love this, though, for SES, because this was like, hey, you guys are adults now. We'll give you what you want. Sexy appeal, but classy sex appeal. So we're going to do this kind of like as a pop. It definitely gives a little bit of jazz, but there isn't like actual jazz in it too no. much. It's, but it's like it's classy. Jazz influence. It's bougie. Yeah, it is classy. There's classy, there's bouginess. I love this. Like it's not like I, I like I love it as like hey you can do classy and mature and you don't have to you know flash your titties or show you at your ass and I love that there was like great I mean Korea was Maria, PG Maria, but like I love this it this was the late nineties I know but I, I miss this sometimes I sometimes miss that. this in music you know I I, I think anybody smart. can do whatever they want this is fine. people can I do whatever they get, want but like, I I do, do miss whatever this they a want bit. I do miss this. I don't know. I think we find. I think they do. The, some groups do this. I think it depends. We haven't gotten sexy concepts in years. What are you talking about? True. Like there is like I don't know where you're getting that we got a lot of ass in K-pop recently. <laughs> Not ass in K-pop. I'm talking where? about other music. Right. Like I wish something classy like this would come back to the states in a way. Yeah. Because like I just love this kind of like because it's like Fair. I don't want to say it's smart sexy, but it's like it's very smart with how you present it. You know what I mean? Eh. I don't know. I like it a lot. I miss it. I like they definitely it. had this kind of like not SES, but there were I've... other girl like singers and stuff that definitely did like similar vibes at points. And like I like that kind of style. Mm-hmm. Again, I think that this is probably my favorite SES song. Period. Period. I mean, yeah, it's great. Period. <laughs> it was great. It's just like, oh, um, yes, I love it. Push the boundaries. It's the only time I really feel like they've gone, like, out of their comfort zone. True. Not comfort zone, but, like, SM was, like, pushing it. And they didn't really push it too, 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 too far. But, like, it's 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 a different direction. Yeah. And then we go back to Just a Feeling, which a I feeling. think is, I enjoy. It's a little bit more them going back to their, your love, your... Uh, it's just a little bit more funky. It's like it's it's it's, it's, that, it's, it's like the, they're having more. They're having. It's not like sensual, but they're having it's, fun. It's, but they're also again, older. They're going, so it's like okay, we're having a party. To, we're vibing again. They're going back to that girl next door uh, prototype, and they're dancing in a box, but, but with other dancers this time. But well, now it's more they're like, a circle, like but. yeah, but now it's a little bit more lively. It's yeah. a girls. It's a girl next door, but having like a fun party. Oh yeah, it's like pretty lit. I like it. It's fine. It's a, I think the vibe they promote is like a remix version. That I think it's a remix or something like that. But that's Gucci. Yeah, that stuff's a party. Just a feeling. I'm like I'm like glad I love it. It's classy. Not too much to say on it. Um, no, I have. But like, it's good. It's good. Song. Yeah. Soul to soul. Um, this one I never promoted. 
But like, honestly, this might be my favorite SES song for a stupid reason. For a stupid reason? I just, it just reminds me so much of like that R&B kind of like early 2000s vibe. And I'm just like, oh, mama, I love it. It's like so good. I'm like, oh my God, this is like ultimate SES tier form, soul to soul. Or I can see why you really like this. I just I vibe it's with this so much. I'm like, yes. I'm sad they never promoted this, but like, it's mm-hmm. honestly, people, you need to listen to this. It's you need nice. to. You need to. You need to listen to this song. Mm-hmm. It's, it's available online. It's there. It's just so fucking good. They went out with a bang, I will say. Sad yeah. they only kept it to like a special release. It's unfortunate release, that they didn't like, promote it for, for going out they with should, a bang. They should have promoted it, but um, yeah. th- the music video is great. Oh my god. Yeah. It's like, yes, this is like the ultimate form of SES. Mm-hmm. And they should have promoted it, damn it, but whatever. And oh. now we've come back, uh, what, 10 to 15 years later, and uh, we're here with Paradise. I mean, it's New Jack Swing. I love that <laughs> you shit. Love New Jack I Swing. love New Jack Swing. If was you don't like New Jack only... Swing inspired shit, you're probably going to hate it, but. Was that the only uh, original song on that album? No, I think they had other original songs. Did they? Okay. Check. Because I know that a lot of that album was them just, it was like a, it was a special album. It was a celebration album, obviously. And like, they truly do deserve I that. I know they released the love thing. That was kind of like a mashup of like two of their songs. They tacked on a little bit of like, I'm your girl at the end of that for some reason. Okay. I don't know why, but uh, let's see. Yeah, I, I think most of this is original. Most of this is original, okay. Yeah, I say, like, Love Story is, like, a weird mash remix of Love and, like, oh, I'm your girl at the end. Weird. Which is kind of funny because, like, Love is kind of like the second evolution of, oh, of <laughs> I'm oh, your girl, so. I'm your girl. Mm-hmm. This is, yeah, this is fine. Yeah, I, I, I mean. I think this is very much just. They're not doing anything exceptional, but like they're here just to celebrate the group as a whole. Like, yeah, it's, it's fun. Yeah. You know, two of them had kids at this point. They're just like, we're at dance, have some fun, damn it, we're and there, have a good music video. I'm kind of confused though by like the setup of like the room because it looks like I it's like know. a tiled like. I don't like think a, it's like it's like one of those horror medical rooms but they cleaned it up and put in some plants and have a skyline so it's not horror but it looks like those rooms it's whatever (laughs) again i think sm was gonna be like we got ses for an afternoon and that's what we got i think they filmed the music video for remember as well but that's another song i i i I think paradise is the better promoted single there Mm -hmm. from that yeah maybe they'll do something for their um What's it called? Uh, I mean, not 25th, because 25th would have been this year anyway. Maybe 30. Maybe in five years. Maybe, but she needs to work on cleaning up her image first before they can do that. Maybe that's how she does it. She does a grand comeback. Well, she's trying to get on the good side with the ambassador, you know, for gambling things, so. Yeah. But yeah, if you love New Jack Swing, you're probably going to like this song a lot, which is me. So this is me. <laughs> Sammy, I don't think likes New Jack Swing, so she's probably. I don't be hate like, New Jack Swing. I just think this is fine. Yeah, like I don't, I don't yeah. have strong opinions on New Jack Swing. It's fine. 
It's like, love it. Working moms. Let's go. Working mothers. We support working mothers. We support working moms. <laughs> oh, jeez. But yeah. So yeah. Um, I guess, yeah. And then final thoughts, I guess, on this, uh, on their music. Again, I think I went on a mini rant about my thoughts on their music, which is I really like it. It's very good. But I do find them a bit pigeonholed, but that's my problems with SM as a company more than anything else. Yeah. The only the only people I think they've actually been able to give music to that is not pigeonholed them is because they baked it into the concept of Red Velvet. Yeah. But like they, they purposely it's like almost they purposely challenged themselves yes. to like and then even yeah. now, I think they're starting to, like, move away from that. So we're stopped getting variety in that, which yeah. is annoying. But, like, I think it's mainly At least enough, problems with They haven't how... forced Red Velvet yet to go to do the NCT Espo remix. I don't yet. know if they can't rap. You yeah. think those other two groups are bad rappers? Try well, to I'm happy they haven't. Rap. I'm happy they haven't because they're so That would have been a bad idea. Music. So. But, like, just generally speaking, I think that, like, they're very good. I think they're, I mean, look, I'm not the biggest fan of um, SM boy gr of SM girl groups. Yeah. They're fine to me. Usually they're probably up there for me. They probably are one of my favorites in terms of how I would rank them. I like them. I think they're very good. I think that they were very influential on the time. And I think that they set up how SM would, uh, would poorly manage girl groups in the future. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I enjoy SES's music. At I least their title their tracks. I good. can't really say too much about their albums, but like their title oh, tracks. I can't say. I can't not say too many much about the album. Not too I many misses. Say, I can't say anything about the 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 B sides of of either of these groups. No, not really, because I haven't really delved in and listened to them like I did with um, Soteji and the yeah. boys. And again, like, I like some B-sides from yeah. H.O.T., I'd say more that I didn't cover, but it's like, I'm not going to cover all their yeah. B-sides I like. And again, like but we like, said with um, H.O.T., most of these songs that we talked about have had covers. Mm -hmm. A lot of covers. Mm -hmm. So many covers by girl groups. So many covers. More so by, yeah, I... I mean, I mean, literally, SES. They're, they're like the token girl group SM likes to go back yeah, to to be like, let's do more the, covers, except do single the, releases. And also just token girl group that, like, girl groups at, uh, like, music shows, music festivals will cover. Like, yeah. there are covers of Dream Come True. There's covers of I'm Your Girl. I do find it interesting. Oh, should we write these songs, too, by the way? Here's the thing. I... They're so similar in concept and okay. everything else. They're kind of equal for me. I would say Be Natural is my favorite. I'm but a sucker for Soul to Soul. I really like yeah. Twilight Zone and Dreams Come True and Paradise. I like a lot. So all of them. <laughs> all of them. So all of them. So you have the same thing of that those songs are all that good, but also kind of similar. That they're all on equal footing. Well, I will say this, though. Of, of like the 90s girl groups, I feel like I yeah. like SES the best. Oh, like, definitely. I think arguably they have like the better music. And like HOT, too, That's kind of. But I think they're. Question. Yeah. They are definitely the best of the 90s girl groups. Absolutely. Yeah. 
I would say yeah. H.O.T. is not the best of the 90s boy group. No, they have 90, some, some they of their songs are the best. best, but they are they have more some competition for better. They had more competition. Yeah. And personally, I think for as many songs as I like, maybe it's just because they have had way more songs. Mm-hmm. But personally, in terms of first gen boy groups, I think I like the most number of Shinwa songs. Uh, we'll have to get to Shinwa when we at some point. Jesus. But anyway, so that was it. The long-awaited uh, continuation, if anyone actually waited for this, about yep. another mixtape. Um, and actually, slightly better than I expected from how you would think about some of the songs, Sammy. I'm kind of oh, impressed. No, I like the 90s songs. Do I, I I think my thing with the 90s songs, I just don't go back to listen to them that Yeah, often. that's fair. But I also don't listen to current K-pop that often. It's I don't inter- listen to music that It's often. interesting listening to these two groups, too, especially considering the fact that SES is, like, one of the few three-membered groups out there, if not maybe there the aren't... only one. So that's, uh, like, an anomaly that we never gone back to, really. In terms of three-member groups that started as three-member groups? Yeah. It like, doesn't exist, really. And then it's, like, I don't know. It's funny to see the origins of, like, how these two groups, and other groups, too, as well. But, like... These two were the first that like influenced a whole freaking genre also, of pop kind of music. The, and yeah, and also, yeah, they lay the foundation for what other K pop groups would go on to do. You can see it beginning here. And it's like I crazy that, to see it. Honestly. It's wild. Because like you go back and like we've talked about Soteji and we've seen mm-hmm. that, and that is you see an influence, but it's so beyond and so different than what k-pop is now you can't yeah. really see the trajectory but seeing like this is almost that middle bit where i see the influence of soteji in this and i see current k-pop in this i see yeah. both so it's like it's not so much a we just ended up here it is always an evolution and i think that having that full context is good we have a lot of context somehow we're slowly becoming i think some form of k-pop historian i don't like it yeah, I mean, I kind of like it though. <laughs> like, I kind of like it, but I feel like that's a lot of that's a lot of weight on our shoulders to be a K-pop historian. Well, I don't necessarily want. I just like learning about history, though. It is. And it's, it's fun. fun. It's fun because we're fun also. Time. I mean, essentially, following K-pop wet. is like watching hey, history happen in it real is. time. So. It is like creating history in real time. You're watching. It is you're watching a- soft power. Like wa- soft power no. media from an Asian country going We're through We're watching overtime. the evolution of like considering like we got into K-pop like right as it was becoming. I was a the thing. first one of us three that did. I think it was the end of 2013 for me. Yeah, you were there when, the when BTS only casually. released like two EPs. Yeah, like a single was, album EP I at the time. Like, I was casually in it from like around like 2012, but like I really only got into it in 2015. And like you're seeing it grow. Like you're essentially watching the rise of a not just a soft power but just the overall asian market generally become an actual presence especially in the u.s and also in the west generally and also being media that is consumed and you can take a direct line from the beginnings of k-pop to and like a lot of people will say this but to the reason squid game became so popular like you see it yeah and you, it is all interconnected in this world and to go back farther and be able to educate yourself on like the beginnings of k-pop which again like you can try to go back further than that but like the beginning of k-pop with soteji because of how censorship worked has a very clear beginning oh yeah before that it's mainly going back to the history of western pop music not so much 
Korean pop music. Yeah, true. So, like, it it is also really rare to see a phenomenon and something with such a clear beginning. It's Yay. fun. I love it. I love doing this stuff. I like learning about history. So, like, this is, like, right up my alley. I wish I could have done more episodes sooner, but, like, it's yeah. life's been busy. Life's a lot. You, you know about what's so been going schedule. on in my yeah, life, Yeah, we have a Sammy. lot of sca- We got a lot of things going on. We don't do a lot of with this podcast. This podcast has too much going on, too. Yeah. We, we're very ambitious We here. have to try to do current K-pop at the same time that we're doing old <laughs> K-pop, at the time that we're trying to, like do k-pop scandals like we're we are slowly becoming the k-pop history channel you want to know something that happens they've probably talked about it at some point yeah but i don't know i like putting a new perspective on certain things and whatnot and having more fun with it but yeah all right all right anyways um that's been the episode that's been the episode uh we are uh, available. How does Kayla do it? She's better at this. <laughs> we're available on all podcasting platforms. Uh, we're on YouTube if you want to watch us there with like a pseudo video element. We're on um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of that fun stuff. And uh, we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.